0: Today is Wednesday, the sixteenth of January twenty nineteen. This is the gap episode four hundred and fifty one. I'm with Laurie. Job Gory is here. Job, how's your break been? Pretty good. I had a good break, you know.
1: Hung out at home. Yep. Played a fuck ton of games, as everyone's about to find out.
0: <laughs> there is a lot here. Uh,
1: yes, there is. This it list is, is stupid. <laughs> it is extremely dumb. Uh and yeah, that's about it. Watch some movies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Went and saw Holmes and Watson. I heard it's pretty terrible. I liked it, you know. I think people might... I don't know what people are expecting. Maybe Step Brothers 2 or something. Step Brothers Old Timey or whatever. But uh, that's... I don't know. It was never really going to be that. It's not amazing. It's probably the weakest of the three movies that those two have done together. But yeah. still... It's got some proper laugh-out loud, loud moments. and Yeah. So what's that. And uh, Aquaman in, like, a double feature. Right. Back-to-back. Like back. uh, that was a good good choice. It was weird. Like, we were... I literally bought the tickets while we were, uh, like, on our way to go see Holmes and Watson. We're like, do you want to go see Aquaman afterwards? When we worked it out, we could literally walk out of Holmes and Watson and into Aquaman. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. Um, I, I like Times and Watson more than Aquaman, to be honest. Uh, I thought Aquaman had some bits, but it was... It felt fucking long. Like, really long. And it was two and a, two hours and ten minutes or something. Yep. Ludicrous. And yeah, it just seemed like it was going on forever, and I just didn't think they needed to pack as much shit in as they did. Aquaman's world seems kind of dumb. Why the fuck are they a crab, people? Jason Moe was funny, and like he's a obviously a good actor uh yeah, I don't know anyway, there's yeah. that so glass, I like glass uh if you enjoy unbreakable and you like split, then I think you'll enjoy glass, but if you didn't watch Split or didn't watch Unbreakable, I don't think you'll get much out of glass. I think it will go over your head. I think it is extremely connected to that world Mm. but uh fucking James McAvoy holy shit that dude is spectacular right he's a fucking genius he's amazing uh Bruce actually shows up does he I'm so used to Bruce doing literally nothing
0: uh (laughs) that
1: it's a shock to see him actually acting yep and Samuel L. Jackson is just fucking awesome um some ham-fisted dialogue there's no question Some really gross it's like uh, Shyamalan didn't believe in the audience I didn't believe the audience would understand what what he's yeah had to explain a bunch of it and so yeah he explains a bunch of stuff Hmm. yeah I uh, I've actually been because you got me onto Letterboxd yes the Letterboxd app and uh, I've actually been reviewing movies I've seen I, I resolved to review every movie I watched uh, mm. on Letterbox, I written review on Letterbox this year. A written review, not just a fucking number, yeah, but like a written review, and uh, yeah, see how that goes at the end of the year. They're not like in depth. I'm not trying to fucking win any critiquing awards, <laughs> and I'm not even trying to critique them. I'm not trying yeah. to be a movie critic uh, because I still want movies to be the same entertainment elements that. ...games aren't to me... ...so I don't want to wind up... ...over-analyzing everything... ...like I do in video games these days... Mm. ...um... ...but... ...yes... ...it's still... still fun... ...like I get to break down... ...exactly what I like... ...in a movie... ...and what I don't like in a movie... ...and uh... ...as long as I focus on those things... ...without getting into like... ...I mean I could... ...I probably could review Roma... ...and... ...uh... ...write on and on and on... ...about how you know... ...oh I love... Kraran's fucking cinematic angles. But, like, I think that is. Rome is a perfect example of why I don't want to wind up, you know, falling down the rabbit hole of movie criticism. Because that movie is for fucking film lovers. Uh, You know, specifically people who are in love with the art of film Uh, to the point that entertainment is. ...left well on the wayside... ...there's a fucking four minute... ...fucking scene where a dude's... ...back in a car in a fucking garage... ...and driving <laughs> on dog shit. ...like... ...good... ...god... ...yep... ...fuck that... ...I hate Roma... ...by the way... ...just FYI... ...uh... ...hated it... ...uh... ...I just thought it was... ...unbelievably self-indulgent... ...and... ...yeah... ...I... ...I... ...understood what he was trying to convey... ...and I did think there were some... ...extremely touching moments... And uh, some extremely uh, poignant moments but they were surrounded by fucking two hours of just horseshit of long shots for no reason. The mother- man needs a motherfucking editor, like, yeah. so bad. Anyway, anyway um, yeah, so if you have got letterboxed, um, it's Yeah, a good, like, it's, it's actually really good. Like, you've talked about it before, I think, but it's a really good, like, tracking tool i think and yeah i just wanted to use it to sort of i guess give myself a bit bit more context at the end of the year because we were talking about it on new year's our favorite movies of the year yeah trying to remember uh, yeah well i was trying to remember exactly why i liked and didn't like certain things Hmm. uh and yeah at least this way i'll have an extremely in-depth or well, not extremely 600 words or so to fucking jog my memory.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've been using it since like 2014. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's really good. I've, I think I've always said this, like I want to, I, I would love if there was like a video game equivalent of this. I, I know yeah. there's stuff out there, like a couple of, um, there's a couple of things that you can kind of use, but they seem really over bloated and like tracking, like you've got to connect all your Steam services and Xbox stuff to it. I don't know, man. I just like I just wanted something simple. I feel like letterbox is pretty simple. Yep. Um at the same time, I think it's very like stylish. Like it looks looks neat. Whereas the all the video game ones are just really bloated and I don't yeah. know. Just don't I don't know. If they did like if they went and made like video game boxed or something, then I'd probably yeah. be on board with that. But yeah, letterbox is awesome. It's really good. Yep. Um all right, man. I think we should get into it. There's a lot here. It's been like three or four weeks since we've last recorded. I think three yep. weeks. Um, first thing I want to say is thanks again. Uh, I think we said it at the end of the last episode, but thanks again everyone that listened last year. Um, it was our biggest year to date. Um, awesome. And December was our second biggest month ever right. by a, like, <laughs> a small fraction um, oh really yeah man like if if we had put out that extra episode like we normally do every month yeah um we probably would have topped it but yeah we, we were one short last year so oh in December but um yeah good effort thanks everyone for listening it's been thank you it was a fun yeah. year and it's um awesome. yeah no, nine and a half hours I think it was it totaled out to we were expecting I think six I even cut yeah. down the news like quite a lot because <laughs> i was like yeah. uh, i figured like we weren't gonna go that long but you never know what happens when nate shows up when nate shows up and also <laughs> we were uh, think we got pretty loose at the end there <laughs> maybe
1: maybe we were a bit drunk maybe
0: <laughs> Tidy a bit loose uh, um we had fun uh, though and we hope everyone else had fun listening like um, yeah putting out that nine hours hopefully tied you over during the break fingers well, crossed people traveling and whatnot because I, yeah. I listen to quite a lot of um, like Game of the Year podcasts as well, end of the year, and like even the Giant Bomb stuff is really long. They do yeah. like five episodes, and they're like six hours each episode. Um, so Genius. December is like my... I like to play strategy games, and we'll talk about some of them a bit later and kind of just sit there and things that I can take my time and, and just... I don't need music. like Sorry, I don't need the like in-game music or in-game audio, I can just kind of mute it and play at my own yep. pace, that sort of stuff. So that was um, good to go through all that sort of stuff. So hopefully people had the same sort of enjoyment for our show. Uh, they could just kind of see, Or even like long trips, people were saying they were going on trips and listening to it in the cars and while they're traveling, yeah. which is cool. It's always good. Mm. Um, but I also wanted to mention, uh, and I think this is a good starting point for some of the games we've been, we'll talk about, Um, We talked about our biggest disappointment last year, which uh, we had a couple of games on our list. We we rattled off games like Fallout 76. Um, I even threw something in in line of PUBG into the mix, um, which we ended up creating a brand new category just for PUBG because it was that disappointing to us. (laughs) Uh, But instead, we ended up giving our biggest disappointment to Sea of Thieves, which was a game that came out last year that we played... Quite a lot before it actually came out. They were running uh, some closed betas. They ran yep. some open betas. Um, and we were having a pretty good time with it. And then the game came out. And it turned out that what we'd been playing for, like, the last couple of months was actually the full game. <laughs> yeah. And um, while, like, there was a lot of fun to be had, it was still a lot of sort of creating your own fun because the base like the core game was just so light, there wasn't a lot to do. And yeah. that's kind of what really disappointed us because we felt like, man, if this if this is only a fraction of what they're showing, imagine like what'll happen when it comes out and and it turns out they added like snakes or something to the game and that was about it. And yeah. so we'll yeah, we we're pretty upset with that. Um, anyway, and then so rewind to what during the break a week and a half ago yeah for whatever reason i don't know man like i just felt like i'd seen it around like people were talking about it again and so i figured i'd jump in and check out sea of thieves i already still had it installed um microsoft was kind enough to update the game for me in the background i guess every time a new (laughs) patch was released which was good (laughs) because i just had to to run the game and off it went it just it just started working straight away which was which is awesome. I jumped in yep. and then, um, yeah, started playing basically. And and I think that day you had seen me playing or were like questioning why I was playing. And was then, um, basically it. yep. Yeah. And then you decided to jump in as well. Cause it turned out you had it installed still.
1: Yeah. It, it had been doing the same thing, updating the background for me as well.
0: Right. And so the last yeah. day, the last time we kind of played this game, I think it was probably around about June, July. Would that yep. be about right? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. So it's been a good like six, seven months since then and they've been updating the game um, quite a lot. There's uh, they've been doing really big, big uh, updates each month. I think December they didn't update it at all. They took a break off, um, but they're still uh, they're still working on it, which is which is good. And it's all been free updates, which is even better because that game didn't launch in a state where I think it could have been feasible for them to charge for dlc or content and no. i think it's a good move um yeah I, I think if they go on like a year without charging for content that'll gain them back some goodwill with the community yeah and then go from there and um, anyway so we jumped in and uh they have changed a lot the, in particular there is i guess more content to do there's not a staggering amount of con like new content but it feels like it's a bit more I don't know like fleshed out there is actually a lot more to do while you're on your boats and sailing around um, that seems to be where they put the main focus on is like a lot of the naval stuff and um, yeah. they're still sort of quite light on the Voyager content from what I've seen so far um, yeah. I still haven't got to the Pirate Legend stuff or some of the high level um, voyages, so I, I, I can't really talk about that but i only just hit halfway to pirate legend yeah i'm about the same i'm like 28 29 around that area um pirate legend is 50 right
1: merchant guild is the one that's taking me the most time yeah yeah um yeah they've they they haven't really fleshed out the voyage stuff at all uh but what they have done is, is is they've really amped up what's going on while you're sailing about there's a lot more going on while you're sailing uh which is good because you know here comes Job with his talk about ever cascading priorities but that is literally what they were lacking was a cascading set of priorities and the problem with sea of thieves was that you it was very easy to just sort of autopilot your way from one place to another and without much happening to keep you sort of, uh, your know, eyes on the prize, uh, you tend to get bored. If And we know now that it is what they wanted. Uh, but if what they wanted was to try to create the sort of, sort of social experiences, so, social interactions that we wound up seeing in DayZ, then what they needed to do was uh, make sure... That you weren't directly incentivized to simply murder people as soon as you could. Mm. And they didn't do that on launch. Uh, What we played this last week feels like the game that should have been released. Mm -hmm. This This is a base state. I want to see them build on this. Build voyages out into something interesting. Yeah. I don't have a problem necessarily with what's happening in it right now I, I think it, it, you know it's fun it's enjoyable there's risk reward to play but um, yeah it's there's I still need more to keep my attention it's Absolutely. it is still very easy to get bored
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know as we saw last night we got sort of trounced by uh, two two fucking ships of pirate legends they weren't even trying to accomplish any goal they were literally just trying to fuck up a tiny two-person sleep with people who hadn't, you know... We didn't have anything. Rank 26. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> have anything. We told them we didn't have anything. They sank us, and then they came and sank us again. You know, I'm a fucking troll. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, how do you troll? Oh. Like, I don't have a problem with fucking griefing, uh, but the like, I think griefing is a fault of the uh the game not mm-hmm. of the player if the player feels co- so overconfident like you you don't really see that much griefing in day z because the risk is too great it's like yeah yeah maybe you'll get away with some griefing uh but there there is always that ever present risk every time i would mug someone in day uh i would be like trying to wrap shit up as quickly as humanly possible, right? I would be trying to like fucking quick, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go, uh, give me all this shit, right? Because I knew, uh, uh internally that you know there was a chance that someone was gonna fucking show up and spoil it. The risk, the more time you spend talking in game with another player, the higher the chance that someone else. It's going to come to spoil it. Right. Um, that risk does, doesn't necessarily exist in Sea of Thieves. And so, like, if they didn't have anything, if they didn't have any chests and we didn't have any chests, mm-hmm. then there's there's no real risk for them to just troll the fuck out of us. To grieve the fuck out of us. Because they're not going to lose anything. Right. They're, they're in it right. to waste their time. And so they are free to waste our time as well. That's a fault of the game. If they want, like, if they are able to create incentivize players, give players a reason to not do it, uh, then yeah, all the better. There are actually a lot of tools, a lot more tools in Sea of Thieves now to uh, create alternative social interactions beyond the straight up murder. I have been trying to conduct, uh, to construct rather, a couple of them. Uh, you can set a, a flag on your mast yep uh, so you set the flag to join an alliance you can do that and uh, the other team gets a share of the spoils I my, what I'd really like to do is uh, hop aboard another team's ship uh, and give them an ultimatum join our alliance so that we get free loot or we can murder you and take all the loot and you don't get shit hmm. That's my. that's what I'd love to see happen at the same time it is a fantastic way to straight up rob people yeah of all their stuff because if you jump like we did it we literally did it uh and i was extremely proud of this uh we hopped onto their ship screaming parlay parlay deal let's make a deal and they were fucking well on board but you were already uh under there like below deck right you were already below deck i was on the on deck and We had our fucking cannons, like, lined up. They knew they were fucked. Uh, They stopped firing to make the deal, like... And then we just murdered them and took all their stuff. It was (laughs) high quality. Uh, We probably could have done the deal, but... See, like, that was it, right? That That is a fantastic social interaction, in my opinion. That is the sort of shit that they were trying to get to have happen. That... Like, we've definitely ruined the idea of it, it. Like, that is a friendly Incherno moment, right? Mm. And I think that's what they always wanted. I think that's what Rare were trying to create when they were trying to create social interactions on the level of Daisy. They were trying to create a friendly Incherno where someone, you know, IE friendly, and you still, even if they say yes, you don't know for certain, right? I think there's a lot in that alliance system that allows you, that allows Wiggle Room. There's no reason why you couldn't join the alliance, right? Uh, sail to the outpost and turn in and break the alliance just before the turn in. We did something quite similar to that last night. Uh, where we were on a sloop we managed to get a bunch of, like fucking
0: what was it eight eight chests oh is this the one, the one from the island yeah yeah it was ten. Uh, ten f- it was yeah it was like nine plus the, it was nine um, plus that fucking sorry chest. chest
1: we found but at random yeah yeah,
0: like ludicrous
1: uh, but we had not like ten chests that we had to turn in we were a two person sloop we somehow managed to escape our tormentors and uh, as we were sailing to the wards of the turn in our t- tormentors <laughs> appeared on the horizon. Yeah. And so did like three other fucking ships. And so we sailed around the back of the island, dropped a rowboat that was full of the chests hmm. and uh, dropped anchor. And then when they, and then like we just ferried all our chests across uh, to the to the island itself uh, on, on the rowboat. I went back to the ship and I I was like oh sorry guys I just sold my chest I was just turning in that one thing and they're like oh that's okay don't worry about it we're you know we're just hanging out on our own (laughs) sloop and it turned out it was like a group of all different people including there was two people like there was fucking five people on this sloop already and they wanted me to join them Uh, and then so, they were like, oh, you've got to join our alliance. And you were still selling fucking chests. Yeah. Uh, you were away or off somewhere. I was keeping them distracted while you were selling chests. And they're like, you've got to join the alliance. I'm like, oh, how do I do that? And then I'd fall off the fucking ship like an idiot. And, uh, <laughs> and i like, press F by accident when I'm nearly at the top of the fucking... Uh, ladder and I go to oh sorry guys i go got to get a banana I'm nearly dead and then I go eat some bananas and you're still fucking selling chests in the background I'm like <laughs> come on sell fucking chests and I get to the top and I'm like okay and I change the flag to not the alliance flag and uh, I jump down I'm like are we in the same alliance now and I'm like no dude that's not how you, you gotta join the fucking alliance I'm like I don't know what you're talking about how do we join I changed my flag it sort of looks like yours and They're like that's that looks nothing like our flag. It's it's a triangle flag, and I j- climb back up. I'm like I'm not seeing any triangle flag guys, and uh, <laughs> they climb up to the top of theirs and like oh it's in another tab. And I'm like what in a in a different box? Is there another box at the top or do I have to jump down? And I jump down on the sails and is the box on the sails? I don't know what's going on uh, until you saw the last chest, and then I joined the alliance. <laughs> Right then and there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, everything was good. Um, like that... Yeah, the alliance system to me, 100% creates all of the mind game, social social mind game shit that they're looking for. I think yeah. they've done a really good job there. They just need more incentives for you to do things other than torment people. Right, uh, yeah. And And I just don't know how they can do that. I mean, at the moment, right... It seems like that there is still risk, right? There is still risk to everything you do. We've had some of our best... I've, I'd say I had some of my best gaming moments uh, of the last couple of years in Sea of Thieves in the last week or so.
0: Hmm.
1: Some of the shit that happened. The, the fucking, I put some on Twitter. If you're on our Discord, uh, you should be able to see them if you're... Just following me on Twitter, just have a look back through my videos. There is one, they're a bit glitchy, and that bugs the fuck out of me. But it's Shadowplay being Shadowplay again. What are you gonna do? Um, but yeah, they're, they're a bit glitchy. But there was one where we were literally surrounded like, there's a new area called the Devil's Roar, mm-hmm. and it's littered with volcanoes. And we sailed away from one island in a panic because it was fucking exploding. It's the first time I've well, been there. Yeah, literally the first time we've been in this area. Uh, and then we sailed towards another one and it exploded. The volcano popped off. And then so we decided we just sailed to the outpost and get the fuck out of there. And the outpost has a volcano on it, and the volcano on the outpost started exploding as well and it was such a bizarre situation like it was i was truly incredulous i mean i could not i couldn't fucking fathom how <laughs> literally everything was just exploding non-stop right like it just didn't it never fucking we were just fucked every single which way we turned we were just getting fucked on And these fucking volcanoes continue for, like, five fucking minutes. They explode seemingly forever. I mean, Sea of Thieves is a game where things happen quite slowly. So five minutes, not necessarily... Like, if you don't get the wind, you might only be halfway to the next island Hmm. by the time the volcano stops. But Jesus Christ, when you are sitting... When you're lifting the anchor... Underneath the fucking volcano... Like that it's exploiting... It feels like it's going forever... And when... Yeah the next one pops off... While you're 90% of the way to it... It just... It feels like a... Absolute crotch punch... But it's also like... That... That is some priority management sh- shit... That... I've never seen in a game before... I mean... Because... So much about your... Your experience falls to bits when suddenly the volcanoes are going hmm. and trying to manage that it's it, it is literally like every other priority management element stops and it's all you do all you do is worry about trying to not get fucking have giant boulders smash the fuck out of your ship right giant on fire bowlers smash the fuck out of his ship and yeah that's fantastic i thought it was fantastic what i thought also even better was that you were so fucking insistent that we leave uh the devil's roar <laughs> and i 1000% at the helm i kept us in the devil's roar for about 2 hours Probably past two hours. when you yeah, yeah. It was the lukiest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Like, it was pure Luke. Usually, usually you were doing this shit to me, but for once, I got <laughs> to back, yeah. give you a, a taste of your own medicine because you 100% would have done that to me. And I was, yep. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're, we're leaving. Don't worry. You know, turning us back into the fucking volcano area. Um, yeah, it was gold.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, the, but the- there was that.
0: Sorry, I think that I was going to say the first, like, half an hour that we played mm. was amazing. <laughs> Do you remember when we we just gotten back on and we ended up at the Skeleton Fort? And we ran into that crew of, um, who were in a Galleon. And it was like a bunch of Xbox players. Oh, yeah. And it was the first time, like, we were dead set, ready to murder these guys. And then this, I don't know, he was a, a young kid. Um, yep. he starts talking to us and he's like, do you guys want to, no, no, we'll set up an alliance. We'll set up an alliance. And he's trying to convince his other teammates, like that yeah. we're going to do this alliance. And you and I are like, uh, okay. <laughs> Fair. Like, cause we'd just gotten back into the game. We didn't really know what was going on. And so he's well, talking we- about this alliance stuff. And we just thought he was talking about like, uh, oh, we just won't shoot each other and whatnot. Yeah and then so we you and I start discussing like what happens like if they screw us over what are we going to do then like how do we so we're trying to play like, like all, all these scenarios out through our head and yeah. um, and meanwhile you're sort of still having this conversation with this kid and I'm still yeah. trying to do this skeleton fort which is basically <laughs> yeah. like a it's a, like a mini raid where you finish yeah. it you get a like a crap load of treasure and so I'm doing that by myself while you're talking to these guys and trying to figure out this uh this alliance negotiate yeah Yeah. negotiate the terms of this deal and then he starts telling you about this like alliance system that you have to go change your flags and whatnot (laughs) and i'm like
1: what the heck is happening um we didn't even know you could change your flags at all yeah we didn't
0: know (laughs) you could do that and then so we go up and change our flags and then it turns out you can change the colored of the lights on your boats, and then so they're like changing our, our boat lights and like teaching yep. us all the new things that have happened in the last six months in this game because we've only just jumped back in and we were like let's go to Skeleton 4 straight away because yeah. we're a bunch of idiots yeah, let's and then, do the same thing we've always done yeah so we've got all these <laughs> kids like telling us <laughs> what's yeah. changed in the last like six months and teaching us how to play the game again um, yeah. which was cool I thought it was really good
1: the best part about that was the reason, because we were on a two-person sloop, and they were a four-person galleon, the reason we were convinced we'd be able to win regardless was because we'd already sunk them once, <laughs> yeah. and we remembered their names, and so w- that's why we thought it was guaranteed to go down. They clearly didn't remember they our They yeah. <laughs> So they was like, oh yeah, let's make a deal, I'm like... Okay, fair enough. And I'm like holding my fucking blunderboss at this dude, like just waiting, just waiting. Uh, um, yeah. I reckon one of the things that they could do to further encourage um, that sort of like social stuff is uh, force you to ready your weapons, uh, like Red Dead. I reckon that'd be a really interesting way to increase that because... It would add an uh, extra... Like, you, your default state. Right? If uh, Maybe as soon as you sprinted or something. Hmm. Uh, or sprinted for three seconds or something. You default put your gun away. And you get pretty good at... Like, all you'd have to do, I think, is... Bring your weapon up. But if your default state was weapon down... Then people would be more encouraged to talk to you. Because if your default state is weapon up... Then... You sort of feel like, uh, yeah, they might just pull the trigger, and I'll cop a bunch of shit. Um, Shovels out, shovels out.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, shovels out. Peace bucket, the peace bucket, (laughs) the bucket of peace, baby. Um, Yeah. Uh, The the other thing I think is really interesting, and I like, and I didn't know this is a thing until I read up on it. But the alliance system works by um, incentivizing you get more gold if you're in an alliance. Uh, which is really cool because that kind of stops you from trying to break an alliance as well. You get more gold. Yes. If you are in a crew and you hand in, um, say, treasure, the yep. other team gets 50% more bonus treasure as well. So, but you get 100% of your, bonus, your treasure. You get 100% of it and the other team also gets a bonus for staying in the alliance. Right. Yeah, okay. Which is smart. Um,
1: yeah, okay. Well, yeah, that, that is a good idea. Uh, I don't know. Nah, is it? I feel like they should not. I, sh- I feel like there should be, you know, the the old prisoner's dilemma type thing. Where you could, you know, feasibly just dick everyone about. Like, it is in your best interests. Hmm. Right to stay in the alliance,
0: right? Is that the prisoner's dilemma? Yeah, I but think? then you end at the point where no one would like. What's the point of even being in an alliance, and why not just get your treasure and just leave it? I don't
1: know. So, because you'd, you'd you'd hold them accountable, right? Like, if I was in an alliance, if if we did manage to successfully parlay our way into an alliance, I would post someone at their flag to make sure that they couldn't break the alliance. Mm-hmm. that's what I'd do I mean because I was under the impression that the, the, the team that turned in would get 100% of their gold mm. and the other team would get 50% of that gold Is but it's, it doesn't work that way they get 150% sounds like they get 150 see yeah I think I from feel what like, I've read I've, I feel like they should like if in my in my mind it was just more It was like fucking racketeering, basically, Mm. right? Like, it was just protection money. Oh, yeah, join our alliance and we'll protect you from us, right? We'll stop you getting the shit kicked out of you by us. But nevertheless, the shit will stop getting kicked out of you. So it is in your best interests to hold on to this alliance, right? Uh, What do we get out of it? half the gold but you don't lose anything right you don't lose anything monetarily Uh, maybe your pride gets hurt right that that makes sense to me Uh, uh, yeah the bonus I don't know I don't know if I'm about it I don't think I like it yeah Um, because yeah then you're heavily incentivized to to team up it would make sense though because remember those dudes gave us all the good shit to turn in yeah remember that like those those cheeky motherfuckers uh, gave us all the good shit so if they were getting 150% then we got like we're like fuck yeah five grand for one fucking crate and they're walking away with fucking 7,500 bucks a cheeky mo- oh, yeah. sons of bitches I don't know like anyway.
0: I haven't looked at the math but that's just what I've read that that's sort of how that works I don't know if there's a different percentage um, maybe I'm a bit wrong but it's it, they've got some they've got some sort of system in there to incentivize you to stay in the alliance when you hand in your, your yeah, treasure. Right. Um, yeah, okay. And like maybe that's the solution to the whole griefing thing, right? Is that maybe there needs to be some sort of system in there that looks at at it's. Uh, I think the problem it also spans to everybody is playing against each other no matter how many people is in a team. So, like, there could be a four-person galleon up against a one-person sloop. You're all on the same server. Um, Yeah. And so, like, having some sort of, uh, I don't know, like, indicator whether or not... Like, if if you're going around just sinking ships for the fun of it without taking any loot, maybe that gives you some sort of notch or a score and then will automatically set your flag to a pirate ship. And then you can look at people's flags and know that they're apart, like something. Because well, like they do that. have the PvP flag, right? There is a PvP flag, but all that does is show your ship on the map, and, and so that's you can it. Specifically, have fights. Yeah. What if, what if,
1: if you spent such and such amount of time uh, and got such and such amount of kills without heading to an outpost, the PvP flag auto set or something like that
0: yeah yeah like the um uh like the wanted like a wanted system or something like yeah. that, and then stick a bounty on on that ship's head like if you come and kill them you get you get treasure or i don't know yeah. something like that um yeah because yeah, at that point like you're just a pirate legend running around just shooting ships like i don't yeah. I, I like i don't see how that's balanced in a way as well like four people against one, like, you can't really do much other than get your ship blown up. Like, in no situation are you ever going to win that fight. Because... Especially considering if you have
1: the wind, the sloop is the slowest fucking ship in the game. Yeah. Like, you are um, always sort of fucked.
0: Maybe 99% of the... Like, maybe there's a 1% chance that you win that fight if you get lucky and you blow them up with a barrel and they've got barrels on their ship or something like that. But if you've got a crew that knows what they're doing... Then you you're not going to win that fight. Like you are on there by yourself. You can't shoot cannons, as well as heal your boat and yep. and bail out water, and then try and destroy them and jump and on their ship and, and stop and, them from yeah. from healing up. Like if even if you are constantly shooting at their their ship with cannons, they're still going to be able to patch it up with one person. Like there's nothing you can really do about it at all. Yeah. um other than run and that's just if, if there was some sort of system in there like you just mentioned like a wanted system or something that incentivized yeah. people to do that then yeah maybe people would stop doing that just for no reason um, yeah exactly i mean we've definitely gone in there and blown up sloops yep. but i think most of the time it's because they had treasure or because they were stopped at a island uh, looking for treasure, or they were at a shipwreck diving for treasure. Like we're not just blowing have, them up for the fun of it; <laughs> we're stealing their we stuff. Have
1: explicitly left ships alone because someone like telescoped them and car- like and confirmed that they didn't have no. any treasure. Yeah, like we are. Yeah, we're in it for the loot. I don't. I don't think piracy in the pirate game is a bad thing. <laughs> no. Um... But, yeah, like, if if it is just finding Bambinos and fucking on them, I think it's it's pretty, yeah. It's lame. Uh, it's definitely lame. But, like I said, I'm a griefer at heart. I love griefing, and I don't have a problem with it. Like, I think your idea is a, a good semi-organic way for the game to disincentivise it. That is, like, like I said at the start griefing in these situations is a problem with the game not right not the player it is a lack of it's a it's boredom you want like as a game designer you want players to continue to play the game no matter what right and thumbs up they are still playing the game despite having nothing to do but thumbs down they're doing it by just exclusively griefing other players. And mm-hmm. that is, yeah, that's definitely a, a misstep. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the other thing, like, I posted this video of, I think it was the first time I played as well. Um, or maybe it was after we had a really big session. I ended up getting ganked by, like, one ship of uh, another galleon. I was just sailing around by myself. And yep. um, and so they, uh, they blew up my ship but they didn't kill me and I swam to their ship and basically boarded them without them realizing and then went up to their crow's nest while they were handing in treasure and, uh, use the, the, uh, sleep, um, the, the, uh, sleeper uh, emo- uh, motion. And then yep. that basically gives you like a third person viewer around you. Yeah. Bit cheaty. Um, so these guys end up, they're talking in, in chat. So they've clearly, I think they're playing on Xbox again, because you can usually tell when people play on Xbox because they're using voice chat. And, yeah. um, most of the time they're using, um, yeah, voice chat. So. And they're bad at, bad at aiming. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so these guys are talking. One of them was an Australian. There was an American guy and a European. Um, yeah. which I still don't understand how the matchmaking works, but it's really interesting. And so yeah. they, are talking and they're like let's go to a fort and i'm like, all right all right they start sailing, so they sail off and like 10 minutes in i, s- I start talking to them <laughs> but i'm not like talking directly to them i'm just kind of screwing with them and uh and so i i do in like all chat like the voice chat i'm like oh there's a ship on our left and then about three or four seconds pass And the Australian guy goes, "What? There's a ship on our left!" And he's the only Australian on the boat. And another Australian says, "There's a ship on our left." And then so they start looking, and then they're like, "Oh, there's barrels there!" And then they jump off and start going for these barrels. Um, Uh. And anyway, I keep talking to them, like, "Oh," I said, "I was asking them like how many how many bananas they had or something like that," and they're like answering me. And I'm like, what is going on? There's, you know there's three of you on this boat. And the Australian keeps answering. And I'm like, what is, are these guys like, on something? Um, so this goes on for like 20 minutes. And every once in a while, I kind of just chime in and ask them a question. And and eventually one of them sort of answers. And they have no idea like, that I am on top of their ship talking to them. And I'm not part of their crew. So they get to the fort and they start doing it. And, um, about five minutes goes by, and I eventually climb down i I start stealing like a bunch of their um their stuff uh like cannonballs and bananas and planks and whatnot, and I swim mm. over to um one of the uh like cannon outposts and I start putting like stuff in the barrels like i'm I'm sort of moving all their shit into barrels on the elsewhere. And then there's a red barrel, uh, a red barrel there, which basically blows up in a really big explosion. So I grab that, I go back to their boat, explode it, and then um, watch their boat sink while they're still doing their skeleton fort. Uh, and then so I go back onto the, I go back onto the uh, outpost, like the little cannon outpost, and I'm just yelling at them like, "Hey, idiots! Uh, I blow your boat!" And were, one of them was pretty impressed that that happened because they had no idea. And, uh, and then so I start running around this island while they're doing the fort and, and trying to kill them. And yep. eventually, um, as I'm killing them, I've killed them so many times that their boat comes back. <laughs> and then I plop their boat a second time. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so this went on for about half an hour of me just trolling them. And I thought that was pretty pretty funny. Let's go. Yeah, it's pretty good. So there's like moments like that where... You kind of just have your own fun and, and screw around with it screw around with the game, and yeah yeah it's that sort of stuff that's really fun um yeah
1: we uh we, we 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 didn't mention the other things there's 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 a few other things they've added, sure uh while you're sailing the megalodon there's like five different megalodons uh and ghost pirate ships, yes, and it's such a amazing. It's so amazing to me how much those things in addition to the Kraken change the basic sailing experience. Hmm. Because there's so like the panic that sets in when you actually have shit. The panic when you're trying like we were playing we did the ghost pirate waves. Yeah. Uh, ran out of cannonballs and we fucking like we were dead out of cannonballs and we are sailing back to fucking the fort and a kraken stopped us <laughs> and so we literally had to like we were in a full panic just trying to sail our way out of this kraken because you can sail out of a kraken in space mm. but it takes
0: it a must be five
1: minutes like six minutes no it yeah, was long it, took,
0: it was ages because yeah. it kept spinning and us around remember yeah. and like we're having to turn around and like people kept getting killed by the Kraken Me- and meanwhile yeah. like this Kraken is making holes in our ship and we can't go up top because it'll kill us and we're out of cannonballs yeah. and we got like all this stuff yeah it was hectic it was it was hectic
1: uh, it was good though and like I th- that was such a unique uh, situation to find ourselves in uh, well it would be unique but it seems that sort of thing happens quite often and that to me is fantastic they have done a really good job in really lifting that uh, the nerves you get when you're sailing back because it used to be basically like there was a 1% chance of cracking to get you but generally you just sail back to, and turn in and your biggest worry would be someone showing up and trying to take all your shit mm. That's not the case anymore. Uh, apart from the fact that you get way more treasure. And so there's way more stuff that you have to turn in. So the turn in phase takes longer. Um, yeah, there's also, the, you know, a giant shark might show up and the giant shark is pretty easy to kill, Yeah, but it can fuck your shit up. And if you're out of cannonballs, it's, it's tough. Um, if you're out of planks, it's even tougher because you're pretty much guaranteed to take some damage. Uh and the ghost ghost pirate ships, I mean, you can have... We've had, like, three of them surrounding us at once. Hmm. And that is some shit. I mean, they constantly fire... They've got, like, an unlimited supply <laughs> of the magic cannonballs that they've added, the cursed ones, which, like, can anchor you or to put you all to sleep or stuff like that. Yeah. They've got, like, shitloads of those. And so, yeah, you, you really have to manage that kind of stuff a lot and it gets tough and pretty scary. Um yeah, there's just they don't a really good job at expanding that sort of stuff. They just need to change the Voyages to be something more than running around an island and ticking nine times. Although I am fucking spectacular at it, like unnaturally good at it. Um
0: yeah, it, it, it does sort of get a bit dull yeah i would like a way to be able to zoom in on that map like get a closer look because sometimes i'm like i just cannot see where this like where is this x (laughs) sitting at um yeah zooming would be cool but yeah like the riddle stuff is interesting sometimes like trying to find the locations it's talking about Mm. um like uh we were doing i was doing one the other night with with somebody and it was talking about looking for the um like rowboat shooting range and on the east side of the islands and we found like a broken rowboat and i'm trying to figure out like is this what they're talking about and we're like digging holes all around it eventually we go like further north and we end up finding this (laughs) this shooting right like it looks like a um like a a boat that's sort of stuck in the ground with like a bullseye attached to it i'm like ah this is what they're talking about instead of the one we were so like just trying to figure that stuff out is um a bit more interesting than just looking at a map and being like all right where's the x at um so i'd I'd like to see more voyage stuff added like just more interesting things to do because i think they're getting there with the the ship combat stuff and um Mm -hmm. they're definitely listening to the community and trying to put a lot more content in there which is great and um yeah, it's fun. Like, the additions of the cannonballs were really interesting. Like, different ways to um, to sort of unleash hell on your enemy. Um, a- at the same time, having to worry about who's on the other boat. Like, if you shoot a poison cannonball at them, uh, everyone gets poisoned. Not just not just the enemies. Like, oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm on the ship. Stuff yep. like that. So, yep. yeah, man. Um, it's good. It's fun, man. Like, we had that... I felt like that that run we did yesterday, me and you, where we hijacked that boat and st- stole all that stuff. I think that was yesterday. No, it was a couple of days couple ago. A couple of days yesterday ago. That the we were just getting fucked up. There on. was a boat we robbed and it had so much stuff on it. Yeah. Um, which was a good, that was a good one. And then they chased us for fucking ages. Well, they chased and us, us for a long reason. time. It was yeah. good.
1: Like, and we, we were on a galley and as a two, uh, like a pair and... A second ship robbed up. But... Like, over time, like, other people joined our, our crew. Yeah. So, it was like we were getting more hands on deck. it was a little bit easier each time.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. I ended up jumping off good. and then um, climbing onto their boat as they were chasing us. Because it's a lot easier to do. Like, when someone's directly behind you, you can just jump into the water and eventually you'll get onto their boat. Um, yep. So, I got onto their boat, dropped their anchor... <laughs> and then i uh, started killing them while yeah. another ship was shooting at them so at that stage i was like all right well, i think we're pretty good i, I don't see how they come back with from this, this one yeah <laughs> so that was <laughs> that was like awesome that's that's the sort of stuff that you want out of that game
1: yeah hell yeah mm. anyway we've got 20 other games to talk about <laughs> and we're uh, an
0: hour in so yeah maybe we should move on right what else is what is, anything specific you want to talk about just a of lead off from that uh, it's not on
1: here so 21 games but uh Daisy <laughs> uh, I got back into Daisy for a bit uh, just prior to the end of the year um, yeah it's interesting because I feel like uh, for everything Sea of thieves has done in the correct direction in the right direction um, Daisy has has done wrong it's gone in the wrong direction. Uh, if that makes sense mm-hmm. like there seems like Daisy was in a place where it was you were heavily incentivized to um, to play uh, to like socially interact uh, but now I feel like it's easy enough to get decent loot that like really early on and this is not just because I know the map and know what I'm doing because that certainly wasn't the case uh, they changed a lot, they changed the UI they changed a lot about how certain interactions worked uh, but they changed so much about the rest of it that uh, it's like you, you loot up real quick regardless of where you go and like you're able to have a weapon a good weapon, a ballistic weapon a gun uh, pretty early on almost anywhere you go. Just go to a fucking mill, mill tents. You can find mill tents in Cherno, just outside of Cherno, down the road from Cherno, fucking north of Cherno, northwest of Cherno, northwest airfield, fucking everywhere. Mm. There's fuck tons of mill tents. And yeah, it feels like there isn't really an opportunity to, to talk to people. You're not really incentivized. It's, Far easier to just... Shoot them... And... Get what you can... Out of their body... Because... The risk... Uh... Of them firing back... Is now too high... It used to be... That the risk was... Pretty low... That they'd have... A a ranged weapon... So once you had a pistol... You could dictate the terms... Of the engagement... But now... I mean you don't know if like yeah you can't really secure an area before you go in for the the rob they've almost definitely got a gun they've almost definitely got the gun in their hands already uh so they can deal with zeds or they can yeah do basically whatever uh and so yeah it doesn't feel like it's the right move to run up and tell someone to put their fucking hands up um yeah They've, they've just complicated a lot of stuff it feels like uh, that heav- like are heavily against a person mm. like the Mosin trying to reload the fucking Mosin is a pain in the dick until someone points out that you can put weapon, like ammo on your hotbar so if you've got your Mosin on hotbar 5 you can equip your Mosin and then hold hotbar 7 and you will load new rounds in as opposed to having to drag it while you're in, in your inventory, but it's still not a very fucking intuitive way to fucking reload. You can't just press R and reload straight out of your inventory yeah. for whatever fucking reason. Which means if your weapon is a single shot, a bold action, or whatever the fuck, then yeah, you're heavily disincentivized from trying to take uh trying to like start anything because you get one shot. And if you don't kill with that one shot, you are dead so. Um yeah it's just feels like they've gone in the wrong direction um, that said I do I did enjoy playing it but I mostly enjoyed it it was, it was the classic I enjoyed it because of the company hmm. less than the game I enjoyed playing because I was playing with a group of good people to play with uh, and so as always co-op games are fun because they're co-op uh not necessarily because they're good games. Right. And that was one hundred percent the Daisy experience to me. Um I didn't get bored. Uh I definitely found myself like losing hours in it without realizing. Uh but <clears throat> I didn't really want to go back in. Yep. Um, like once I was out. Daisy back in the day, I was like, Holy fuck, anything could happen. Uh, like I might run into some people and get robbed they might like try to fucking maybe drink some fucking motor oil or something <laughs> yeah uh, Daisy now it's if I see another person I'm going to shoot them and if I if they see me first I'm probably going to die uh, which is yeah just not my sort of jam yep Uh I need I a wanted system like a <laughs> wanted, that's it yeah exactly <laughs> Um, they should get a flag above their head.
0: Yeah, no. like one of those, uh, um, like on the trolleys. <laughs> the yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, I've got that installed. Um, still, but never didn't jump in where you guys were playing. Yeah,
1: it would have been like the good thing about DayZ is that you can have a group of any size. Uh, you don't need, uh, like the I think the. Re- only bad thing about Sea of Thieves is once you hit the cap of four, other people can't join. Yep. And so if you've got five people, yeah, you're going to sort of set up another ship. And it's not very easy to set up another ship. Yeah. That's the only bad thing, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah you
0: can't just sink one and fire, yeah. fire a second one up. It's strange. Although they have added a new ship we did, which we didn't talk about. Um,
1: Ah, oh, the brick yeah the little three person that's actually the fastest ship in the game if you've got the wind mm. uh, it's good I like it uh, I would love that layout for four people but yeah um, unless you know for a fact you're only going to have three people playing there, there just doesn't seem to reason, be any reason to not go the galleon yeah uh, just to have the space because otherwise you'd have to wait until a voyage is over until people have turned in before you can join on a breathe if you're the fourth which is a pain anyway moving on what else have we got uh just some quick VR ones shall we yeah let's
0: do it.
1: okay I Expect You To Die is a VR game um that uh I got over the weekend I got a bunch uh, over the holidays I played a fuck ton of uh VR over the holidays uh, like finally got my i've got a really good setup for my vive um i've been struggling to find a way to set it up without it falling down because 3m hooks were constantly uh falling because the vive itself vibrates right uh and so it shakes the adhesive loose uh which is a mad pain the dick wait
0: what's vibrating but, that
1: uh the base station so you got these two base stations that detect where you are in the room
0: yeah and they vibrate
1: yeah, they vibrate when they're turning on or off. Oh, Okay. Uh, and the, the tiny little vibrations, yeah, fuck shit up. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I've, I've finally worked out a solution to that, which is awesome. So I played a bunch of VR. Um, yeah, I expected to die was one of them. It's sort of a it's a puzzle game uh, that's meant to be played in a seated position, and uh, I think it's, it's really like it's really. Entertaining. It's sort of like a 50s spy thriller. Yep. Um, but uh, you're also sort of testing things out and stuff. And yeah, it's, it's mostly about like lateral thinking. Uh, you might have to... Like you might... The first mission has you in a, in a car, in a plane... And you have to start the car. But if you start the car and your eye scan doesn't register it's, it's the right person and it won't because <coughs> you're not the right person mm. then a bomb starts and you gotta diffuse the bomb and uh then you've gotta unscrew something but the screwdrivers outside but if you open the window then gas gets in or if if you smash open the window then gas gets in so you gotta open the window a bit and then close it once you've got the thing and yeah, it's just a a matter of like working out all the little bits and bobs along the way so that you can uh solve whatever puzzle. It doesn't feel like it's so much puzzle solving as it is noticing shit though. I guess is the only problem. Like it's it's a great first VR experience and my wife enjoyed it, but it's not a fantastic game i think like the game section doesn't feel that doesn't feel complex enough for it to be interesting to me uh so yeah i don't know um that takes us to prey typhon hunter um which is so i talked about this the typhon hunter stuff uh is basically a prop hunt uh, game set in the Prey universe, but the VR stuff is more like an escape room, mm. and uh, I really enjoyed this. Um, it's it uses environments from the game. It provides a little bit of extra backstory, and uh, yeah, there's there's some halfway decent puzzle solving, um, like actual puzzle solving. You can move around yep. in the game world. Uh, it's not played from a seated position. You do the teleport jumps t- type stuff. I don't hate that. I know some people can't stand it, but I don't hate it. Um, And yeah, I think it it works really well. Uh, It's, I just really love that world. Yeah. Uh, I love, I love the the station and I love having an opportunity to go back into it again. It was extremely immersive. Um, There were a number of moments where I, you know, reacted to stuff without like, tried to put something down uh i tried to put one of my fucking um controllers down on on a desk that didn't exist at one point because i was trying to pick something else up and i just sort of fucking mentally blanked uh <laughs> which was would have been embarrassing but nobody saw me um yeah like super immersive like yeah just really good stuff uh i think they did an awesome job i um, um
0: so i i played that in dallas when i went to QuakeCon last year oh yeah and it was uh morgan's office is that
1: i oh, yeah. yep there's three of them it's three different morgan's- maps morgan's office uh the apartment that you
0: start the game in okay yep
1: and the singing lounge that you visit at one point in the game
0: right yeah Yeah. cool i, I obviously didn't play the whole thing but um yeah man it seemed really cool like the very sort of easy to get around the environment. Um, like I was, I got to the point where I was like picking things up, and because I think at one point you had to put objects into one of those like compactors, or yeah, it's sort of
1: things that break break shit down to it's basic material or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it
0: is. you put things in the in this machine, and it spits out little cubes, and then you can use the cubes to to put into another object in the room and so i'm like picking up stuff from one side of the room and kind of just throwing it at like this this machine um, like uh like basketball yeah yeah no just like throwing it over my shoulder like picking up a bunch of stuff oh, yeah. and just using my hands to just throw it and then i teleport over and pick them all up off the, the ground and then put them in the machine um yeah so it seemed yeah it seemed like a lot of fun from what i played yeah, yeah. What a lot of cool stuff! Yeah,
1: there's there's some like I think the puzzle solving's a bit heavier, uh, heavier duty than I expected to die. I would love a full blown like escape room type deal in VR. I'd like like it even better if it was multiplayer. Not that I know anyone with a vibe that I could play with, but mm-hmm. like yeah, I just I love the idea of, of escape rooms in VR. I think it's a sure it'd be a really clever way to use the the like virtual space um, what else we got Subnautica VR uh, I tried to play this again and failed it is a terrible VR experience I cannot get over how bad it is as at a VR experience but there is uh, apparently a mod that makes it way fucking better so I'm going to try that out this week and see if I can uh, actually experience
0: living under the sea in VR because I'd really like to what makes it so bad is it just that it's disorientating because you're spinning in circles all the time or uh no the controllers don't seem to be mapped correctly
1: your head placement doesn't i think it's i think they literally just like switched it to vr or something i don't know it feels like your head like your vr your your face is in your your own neck or something yeah uh yeah it's all super weird uh it's and it make it just made me want to fucking bath real quick um not a fan um but yeah apparently they've they've fixed that shit up pretty quick uh and finally super hot vr is the best vr game on the market it's fucking amazing nothing has ever made me feel more like a fucking more like john wick yeah than Super Hot VR. You like Super Hot, obviously we, we we've talked about it before, we've talked about what is it? What's the other one? Fucking mind control deletes, uh, which is the sort of roguelike version. I played a fuck ton of that uh as well, but I've already spoken about it. Um but yeah, super hot time only moves when you move. And in VR, VR feels like the actual proper way to play Super Hot. It's spectacular. Uh you've got your controllers uh they dictate everything in the game um that that you're doing uh grab things out of the air like because time moves so slowly as long as you move relatively slowly as well, you can actually like yeah catch a gun out of the air and then fucking point it and shoot it shit like that like or like knives throwing knives catching bullets Mm -hmm. fucking all kinds of shit uh or like better still like those super John Wick shit my favourite John Wickiest shit that I do is when you like be in like a kitchen and you just grab like a fucking plate and throw it in someone's face (laughs) and then like punch them to death like that that shit's fucking awesome you feel like kung fu Hong Kong blood opera fucking John Woo Chow on fat shit—it's awesome, yeah. and uh, the entire experience is like that. Um, but you don't yeah. move, is that right? No. So you, what happens is you actually teleport from place to place uh, as the game. Like once you've killed a wave, essentially. Right. So you'll start in a spot, kill three people, and then teleport to the next spot. The best thing about that is that you, like, it's persistent. The game state is persistent. So if you look back over at where the, you know, where you just killed a bunch of people, Mm. you can usually see their bodies flying to the ground or whatever. Yeah. Um, Better still is that you can, like, once you know where you're, like, going to be, uh, I would, like, shoot the last person and then throw the gun. Mm Mm-hmm. Over to where I was going to be. And so I would then catch that gun. I'd teleport. Catch that gun out of midair, And just... Bow, 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 bow. bow. That's my gangster gun sounds. Yep. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. And, uh... Yeah. It just... It's just... Top. Like, it's so fucking... So good. I love it so much. Um, yeah, it's... it's nothing makes like nothing I think it might even convince people to get VR yeah like you actually fucking really fucking gel with it more games need to be like that 100% if there's anything else anything like that tell me because yeah fuck (laughs) it's awesome Uh, yeah anyway that's VR games
0: when the price comes down maybe
1: yeah absolutely (laughs) still a stupid amount of money uh, it's it's still pretty expensive even if you get it on a hella sale like I did. Mm. Yeah,
0: yep. All right, cool. I've sort of broken these up so we
1: can just keep going down the list now. Okay, yeah. sure. Uh, aren't I going to continue talking for the next fucking hour? No, I'll be right. Unless because okay. there are lot to talk about with these ones. Jeez. Divinity Original Sin Two. <laughs> uh, I played this over the break. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe I missed this shit. I I bought them both in the steam sales because yep. they got pretty cheap uh and i just I, I don't know what i was i don't know exactly what i was looking for i wanted a good rpg uh experience but i didn't want to do a shit ton of reading uh there is this can sound super dorky but i also wanted to uh, like have that uh your living god experience Mm. because i haven't seen anything like that since um planescape torment i don't really and torment tides numenera didn't really get me uh going that much i think it was a bit too wordy at the end of the day um yeah this is this is awesome i mean you're, it's it's got a very classic RPG sort of setup, where you're uh, starting in a in a like in a zone, uh, on a ship, as a prisoner, and you're going somewhere, and something happens. Yeah, the boat gets uh, which attacked. Is, yeah, yeah, the boat gets attacked, and yeah, it's it's a very classic set- setup. But you you like I spent fuck tons of time just like wandering around exploring all of the the boat and talking to people and yeah it felt like there's heaps of ways you could solve any situation like throw a barrel full of fucking oil at someone and then light them on fire or um, steam like get some steam going put fires out yeah. with barrels uh yeah. magic and stuff like that it does all this elemental yeah.
0: things yeah. where you're mixing and matching different types of things within the environment to deal with problems yeah, and it goes really, like, ham on that
1: shit, and which is good, I think. Um, yeah, there's, like... A, there's also, like, a good deal of world-building with the source stuff, and... Um, yeah, I, I just found myself, like, losing hours in it, uh, which is good, because everyone was elsewhere for the holidays, like fuckheads, so I could been playing multiplayer games, and, uh, yeah... This this was good. Uh, I did uh, probably the like mixed us the mixed part of it is that I was trying to play it on my uh, television because after I played it for like eight hours in one day and I finished the day like hunched over my fucking desk yeah. like uh, 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 I'm like maybe tomorrow I'll play on my couch and. Uh, I played for like fucking 90 minutes on my couch before i'm like fuck these controls because uh, i was trying to play on like with the controller i was just there sh- those are some shitty controls that game came out on xbox didn't it like how the fuck are you gonna play that game on a fucking console it is a pain in the dick nothing seems to work the way it should it was so so awkward Especially after, well, maybe exclusively after playing on a mouse and keyboard. Maybe if yeah. you only went into it with with the Xbox situation, you'd be like, "Wow, this is really
0: intuitive."
1: Um, but yeah. Anyway, so that was disappointing. I don't. I'm not fucking get my mouse and keyboard and taking it out to my lounge room. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No that and the fact that my like it was the middle of fucking. was the end of december and it was fucking 40 degrees but the inside my house it was 50 degrees because i had the fucking 65 inch television and two computers running full ball because i was in in home streaming uh from my main pc right to the other pc at 4k so they're both like working overtime to fucking render that ship correctly um
0: so yeah that didn't help um but yeah it's a good December game I feel like. I cuz I talked about it during the year and I couldn't get into yeah. it cuz it just just I felt like it was too slow and uh, it took too long Isn't for this, me to get into.
1: Was this the game that it was you were too shit at? I don't know. Or was that or was that Pillars of Eternity 2? Mm, I can't remember. I distinctly remember one of these games, one they? of those like either this one or the other one. Oh, we got an you email about shit. it right?
0: Yeah, we did. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Divinity. Uh, <laughs> when good. people were like, "No, it's all right. It gets good after like ten hours." I was like, "I don't know." That's not what they said. You were like, "It's too hard. I can't work out how to do this stuff." And then,
1: nah. uh, yeah, and then like, "Oh, it's so easy. I don't understand what's wrong with you." I wasn't
0: like, too hard. I got to up to the. Games, but... I did all the boat stuff. I got off the beach. Oh, the boat
1: stuff—that's like fucking four minutes in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was it took too long to get going. God took too long. Um But yeah. Anyway, I didn't find it too hard because I'm not a scrub. Anyway, next Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Uh yeah, I've been playing this. We didn't talk about it. Um maybe we did. I think we did talk about it at some stage. Did we talk about it in the game of the year? Did I shit on it? Maybe. Yes, I think you did. Maybe. Maybe I didn't. When I was super drunk. Uh anyway, they've sort of fixed the rumble run. Uh, I'm still staggered that it was released in the state that it was, but it's marginally better than it it was. They've fixed the synergy uh, system so that you no longer get a fucking ton of cards that you have absolutely no use for. Like when you're trying to be a fucking dragon priest and you don't get any dragon cards. Now you'll generally actually get dragon cards. It might not actually be the best choice, but you'll actually have the choice now. You'll actually be able to go wow, I don't need any more dragon cards. I should actually go for something that will better help my deck. And it feels much better in that sense, uh, which is good. Um, Yeah, nevertheless, I'm still so disillusioned by the entire affair that I struggle to actually play Hearthstone. Mm. I mostly only play it now when I'm waiting for you guys to show up to play Sea of Thieves. <laughs> right.
0: And, all the time.
1: And, <laughs> and even, like, even still, uh, the last couple of days, instead of that, I've just been fucking jumping in to see if these on my own <laughs> right. and trying to stuff, like, start some shit. So, yeah. And I don't want to play Sea of Thieves on my own, but I'd rather play Sea of Thieves on my own than, <laughs> than, say Yeah. Uh, um, I thought Brawl Stars was on this list, was it not? No. Nope. Brawl Stars. Uh, I played more Brawl Stars. I played quite a lot of Brawl Stars. I'm quite good at Brawl Stars. When I talked about this. This is the mobile game that is from the people who made uh, Clash Royale. Right. Yeah. I think you talked about it.
0: Yes, you have.
1: Yes. Uh, I'm quite good at it, like I said. Uh, but uh, there's definitely paid to win. In it. Uh, I say this because I was reading. I was watching some. Videos. I wrote a story on Red Bull about, you know, competitive analysis on Brawl Stars. I was watching some videos to see what popular Brawl Stars YouTubers think. Mm. And uh, one of them was like, oh, it's not pay to win. You can break it down. In Clash Royale, every time you level up something, it gets a 50% buff. Which means once you get it to max level, it's 450% better than the... Like, than someone who doesn't... Has just a base version of that same card. Uh, It is that. That's pay to win. This one, it's 5% better. Which means, at best, it can be 45% better. Hmm. It's still pay to win, champ. Uh, It's a 100... Like, it's nearly 50% better. It's got 50% more fucking health. Like, it's... If you pay money, you can have 50% more health. That's still pay to win. Um, Also, not to mention the two best cards, best characters in the game are... Uh, I think you'd have to pay 70 bucks on specials to buy them. $70. Uh, or you can randomly acquire them at a drop rate of 0.001%, I think. Or maybe zero one 0.1%. Like, just not 0.01%, just zero one percent Nevertheless, a 1 in 1,000 chance... Uh, and yeah so it's, it's not like yeah let's let's fucking slow down champ they're, they're difficult um, yeah so uh, there's that yep uh, I still like
0: it cool I, I but, might just segue into some of my mobile games that I've been playing alright I'm not finished though. oh okay so pretty pretty rude Keep but uh,
1: the one thing that I noticed and I wrote about this still on Twitter today so I think it's using matchmaking to tr- it's in an attempt to manipulate me into spending money. It's never going to work. I'm never going to spend money. But it's attempting to do it uh, by... I've been noticing quite a bit lately that I've been having runs where I will have good teammates. And by good teammates, I mean I will be teamed up with those, those two extremely expensive teammates. Mm. Uh, Leon and Spike, who are specifically overpowered they move faster they do more damage it's ludicrous uh they're just Spike's just a better version of another character anyway uh I've noticed that I've been getting teamed up with them for a bit and then I will get teamed up with fucking potatoes and I will get teamed up against amazing teams and I'll just have a a run of getting fucked on I've been noticing that quite a bit um Yeah, I think it's an attempt to manipulate me into spending money. Yeah, Uh, I'm not really about that shit. Uh, It it kind of bugs the fuck out of me. So anyway, I don't know if they are specifically doing it. I don't know if they're doing it on purpose or if it is even happening. That's just my gut feeling. And my gut feeling is generally correct. See, also, Artifact has lost 97% of its player base. And I totally called it. That game would tank. Um, anyway, what do you got? Hold down. No, Empires Tell and Puzzles. More. Oh,
0: okay. Because while you're talking about Brawl Stars, um, Empires and Puzzles is... It's been out for ages. Um, but I'm uh, mm-hmm. playing some mobile games while I'm in bed or just waiting for things to finish downloading and whatnot. Um, it is a match a matching game. You know, you match the gems and then it, it uh, causes them to explode and then new gems replace them. You get a. You basically get a, a set of cards, and each card has a hero on it, and they've got different types of stats and abilities. Um, and you set up a lineup of like five different heroes, and you go out and do quests and, and battle other players. Um, once you finish each, each sort of quest, you get a bunch of items, and then you can go back to your main base and, and spend those items on either. The crafting systems um leveling up your base creating new um new new things in your base like uh, iron storage or food storage or training facilities or just level up some of those uh, different buildings and uh and then also you can acquire new cards and then you use those cards that you've got to sort of feed into the other cards and level them up and so you kind of want to look at your abilities and sort of like what ranking some of these cards are and then spend them, um, spend those other cards on those specific ones. So sometimes you might have a really good card that you've been sort of feeding the entire time. And then a new one will come along. That's even better. And so you just feed that, that card to the new one that you've got. And it'll sort of buff it up a bit. And, um, yeah, man. So it's, it's pretty basic at the start. And then it gets to that point where it really wants you to, to spend money in the game. Um, And it's not too far into it that it does this. Like, you come to a halt on some of these quests where you just start getting destroyed because the quests that you're on and the the sort of creatures that they're putting you up against to fight just do so much damage to you that your heroes start dying within, like, two hits. And... um, Yeah yeah it it just forces you to sort of hey you didn't do so well this time either you can grind it out and go back to an earlier level and get more of those items to to train more heroes to eventually feed them to your other heroes (laughs) um to level them up or you can you can buy the cards over here um so yeah it is super grindy it i mean it is there is a way to sort of get higher and higher into different quests, but there's a lot of time commitment to go back and sort of replaying those same levels over and over again. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, that's just... Not a fan of that that style. Fuck that shit. Not a fan of that style. Uh, Candy Crush Friends is the latest game in the Candy Crush series. It is... I think it came out like October or November last year. Um, Right. I missed it, but... I uh, I played a lot of Candy Crush Saga. It was kind of the game that when I was waiting at like the airport or something, and I didn't have anything to do, I just fire up Candy Crush Saga and play that for an hour or something. Um, I really you enjoyed were waiting it. to pick your kids up from school. Yeah, yeah. And my uh, mummy and me class
1: was starting ten minutes late. You'd <laughs> play some Candy Crush Saga in my soccer van.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, so uh, yeah, I played a bunch of that. And Candy Crush Saga is free. I don't like i never felt like it was a game that that was demanding of my money like it would get me to these points where i felt like i needed to spend any money on it um yeah there's basically levels in candy crush where you're given a uh it's a, it's a puzzle basically it's it's another matching game if you, people don't know about it one of the most popular mobile <laughs> games in the world uh you match uh fruit or i think it's fruit or like Candy, candy, idiot? Oh, uh, yeah. Candy fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Did, something like that. It's in the fucking Jeez. title, Luke. <laughs> yeah, so you match candy, and uh, there's different types of colored candy, and if you match three in a row, it explodes them and blah, blah. There's different like, um, like chain reactions you can set off, and there's there's tons and tons of stuff that they, uh, they keep adding into this one. So this new one is like Candy Crush Friends. It adds these... Like uh, animals that you can sort of use within each game and um, they've each got like individual abilities and it'll be like oh if you match ten of these types of coloured candies then you'll get to use this ability and it'll, they'll automatically throw one out and um, and you start like acquiring all these different different uh, animals that you can use throughout the, the puzzles and um, it's really good like the, the puzzles that they throw in there there's some very different ones from candy crush saga um there's things like there'll be multi sort of screened puzzles um where you might need to clear might need to get like all the way down to the bottom of the screen um sometimes there's ones where you'll need to get these heart-shaped items um you'll have to explode next to them and then they sort of move each time and you've got to get them to like the final place um so it's not just like getting the highest score or um you know clearing the board or anything like that it's it's they kind of get you to think about each puzzle and like what's the best best approach to it like how should you do it are there certain um types of these friends or animals that you should take with you like what's better than um you know which ones are best to use on this particular puzzle so yeah it gets you to think about it and Again, like, I don't... I, I don't feel the need, like, I need to spend money. You obviously can. It uses an energy system where you get... I think it's five lives, and then every 20 minutes, it refills a life. But, like, it's the type of game where I want to play it for 20 minutes, half an hour, and then I'm done anyway. Like, I'm good to do whatever I was doing later on in my day. So, by that stage, it's, yeah. It's not really worth it. I, I think you can probably pay money to have, like, unlimited unlocks or unlimited lives i'm not too sure i haven't looked into it, i never felt the need to but yeah um yeah. i i think it's a good game to sort of just have it's a free-to-play game that doesn't really force you to to spend money which is good um and it like it looks pretty The animations really well it's it seems like every time they um they put out an update or or at least like a new style of this game that they're, they're thinking about it and they're adding new interesting ways of changing up the modes um so yeah it's good i dig it it's um because i like playing mobile games that can you know it's sort of fill that 20 minute 30 minute void that i don't feel like i'm just fucking wasting my time like i'll get to a point where it's like well i can't play this anymore whereas candy crush saga i've played that for i've had that installed for years and i never was like man this is fucked like i can't progress any further um yeah I, i got hundreds and hundreds of levels through that game and yeah it was cool um, the third game I've got here is a game called Holdown, which is another balls and bricks, like blowing up bricks game. Uh, we right. talked about a bunch of them towards the end of the year. This one is not a free-to-play game. It was, I think, five bucks. And okay. the basic premise is you are shooting balls um, onto the screen and blowing up bricks. Uh, each brick sort of has a, uh, like a life counter or hit counter, depending on how many times you need to blow it up. And you're, um, each time that you fire a brick and sort of have a turn, it, uh, it moves up one space on the screen. And you, you want to clear all the bricks before it gets to the top of the screen and you die. Uh, and you're working your way down to the planet's core. And, um, yeah, man, there's like a bunch of different planets. Uh, as you progress through each planet, it sort of gets harder and harder by having these bricks have more hit points. And, uh, you are, collecting these little orbs and sort of leveling up your um different stats that you've got so you can either have things like um you can have like more balls in the game so you get to a point where um where like i've got you start off with maybe like five balls and then you can get to like 40 something uh, as you progress through this game or you can say level up like your starting amount of balls so rather than starting with five, maybe start with ten, and then you can sort of accumulate them as you progress through each level. Um, so yeah, I mean, the game's alright. It's it's like a... It's not one of those games where... Um, I don't know, like it's... It's sort of like a five to six hour experience, where it's got set like set planets you need to try and com- like finish. So it's not endless. No, it's not. Well, I mean there is. There's an endless mode that you can play, but... It's It's got these, like, puzzle planets. Like, you need to finish this planet. And then when you finish that planet, you go to the next one. And there's, like, five of them. And it takes about six, maybe an hour for each planet. And um, okay. and then you can get to the last planet. And it's like, this is the endless mode. And you can keep playing and let's see how far down you can get before, you know, things get bad and there's a leaderboard system and whatnot. Um, I think that the, the art is is um very like simplistic um the physics feel good like the way it it's sort of like uh rounded shaped objects like these bricks are a bit bit more rounded and so they find interesting ways to bounce off off of each other when you hit it in the right spot um cool but in terms of like the replayability um or the complexity of games like piffle or bricks and balls it's not as um it's not as difficult as those sort of things or ancient what the you want? ancient bricks ancient bricks yeah. yeah yeah not as um it's a bit a bit lighter a bit more casual I think but yeah. it's okay like I don't know if I'd recommend it for five bucks so <laughs> seems a bit tad expensive right. when there's like free games out there that that I think do it a bit better yeah yeah right. um and the other one I've got here which I haven't fired up is Swan Hospital, is that what it's called? Blue Swan. Ubisoft's latest game. <laughs> I'm definitely going to get into this one. Of course. <laughs> How could you not? Yeah, I want to
1: Are you going to be the are you going to be the dreamy doctor I, or the I don't know, maybe I'll go after the dreamy doctor. The salacious nurse. Mm, we'll see. Sounds sexy. Excellent! Alright, we got Dead Cells. Uh, I just wanted to point this out. I played a bunch of it over the holiday as well. Uh, I got really grumpy that uh, playing stuff on my computer on my couch uh, was a bad experience with um, Divinity. So I, I decided to play some Dead Cells in big picture mode. And it's fucking still awesome. Actually, I did a bigger update they changed they sort of changed the drop rate of the legendary stuff and all that kind of jazz Uh, I'd start all over again uh, restart my game Um, uh, which actually is was a bit of a bummer to be honest Hmm. Uh, I was really used to having all of my favourite things and now like I'm just going back through again not buying the fucking kick the sandals right Stuff like that. Um, but I am desperately missing a lot of the quality of life little things that I had, like random starting weapons and stuff that I haven't unlocked. I was actually farming souls for a bit. Like literally just racing Cells. Sit through the first level, get to this, um, get the two minute warning and then just die. I'd get 25 guaranteed souls and Cells. be able to ship through some stuff. Cells, sorry. Uh, yeah Uh, that was a I don't know that was dumb I think I don't think it was the best experience it sort of ruined it for me for a little bit and then I started playing again and yeah Uh, starting over I didn't find like the the incomplete one or whatever his name is now the Warden the Watcher I don't know I don't know I haven't found him very fucking it's not the Watcher that's the Eye uh but i didn't find it tough uh, i'm bummed out that you know not get a legendary weapon off him anymore but what are you gonna do you can now do custom runs uh where you can set the rules and stuff all on your own i haven't done one but i'm very keen to check it out i wonder if you could do just like legendary drops or something that'd be weird interesting worth a look yeah but yeah uh you can use that to sort of like race your friends and like, compete against one another and stuff, which is cool. Hmm. Anyway, I saw Dead Cells a
0: little... on a lot of Game of the Year lists. Um, yeah. But we were on point and had it in our 2017 list, so.
1: We're too fucking good at this shit. Yeah. We're, we're streets ahead. Mm. Yep. All right. Super Meat Boy. Uh, Super
0: Meat Boy was free on the new Epic Game Store, which uh, released right. at the end of last year, which you talked about. Um, yep. Yeah, they'd been kind of giving away some free games, and Super Meat Boy was one of them. I downloaded it, installed it, and I think later on, some Gap people were mentioning it. Like, it had come out and recommended it as well. Um, But I'd already grabbed it by that stage, so... Um, I sat down and played one sitting, and I think I got through about 80% of the game. Um, 80% of the the normal playthrough. Um, I never got, like right into Dead Souls when it first released I remember you you and Jung talking about it a lot Super Meat Boy you mean Super Meat Boy yeah yeah um and I don't know like I I remember playing that first world and I just didn't grab me um I still have Meat Boy sitting
1: here staring at me
0: yeah <laughs> and so I jumped in yeah man and played the first um couple of worlds and I just I, I don't know it's it just hasn't grabbed me as much as the amount of hype that that game got i don't know what it is about it it's just i just don't like from what i was playing it's not hard everyone's like oh you've got to play the dark levels or whatever i'm like okay but that's like saying i oh, go play fucking whatever i don't know dead space three on hard like okay it's probably going to be hard but you're even, just saying it's not hard? No, I like, I literally played it in one sitting and nearly finished the fucking normal playthrough, and didn't die much at all. Like, I don't know if, if we've gotten to the point where because so many, I guess, harder plat- platforms have come out, i just used to it. Or, but it's those some. You think
1: it might be Seinfeld? Isn't funny shit? No, Seinfeld's definitely funny. No, but this it's a phenomenon. Yeah, right where nowadays people who never watched Seinfeld go back and watch it and they're like this isn't funny and it's because all of the jokes all of the scenarios mm. the things that they do that are funny and they're wrong it is funny regardless but a lot of them are now done but elevated by people who are literally just copying the the same sure the the formula you know and so the phenomenon is Seinfeld isn't funny because people have uh, coming to it from a place where they're used to all of this. You know, there's no surprise there. And I guess comedy does live somewhat in surprise.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, maybe it's got that
0: same sort of like, it'd be interesting for you to go back and play and see if it's easy still.
1: Uh, Mm -hmm. I did go back and
0: play. it. I got my switch and,
1: I mean, but it's not, it doesn't work that way for me because I remember all the levels, so... Yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Well, I don't, like, perfectly remember all the levels, but... Like, so where'd you get up
0: to? Like, the... Hell? Yeah, I got... I think I got... That's the one I got past, and then I stopped. Okay. Because that one... Well, yeah, the
1: one you're up to, the... I can't remember the name, of it, but the level directly after Hell is where it starts to get real
0: fucked. up. Yeah, but that's like literally the last world or the second last world. I've, second last. I've finished yeah. like five of them already. Do me a favor. <laughs> yeah, do me a favor. Um, anyway, I'll I might jump yeah. into that when I get. I don't know. It's just it was there, and I thought I'd sit down and play it. Well, it's interesting you bring it up because uh, I was
1: watching the AGDQ, mm. and the Super Meat Boy run was actually one of the ones I really. Like I liked the most. Right. Uh, I was really really fun to watch uh these these fucking super pros. Yeah, I watched a bunch smash, of Smash. Uh through Super Meat Boy, that was really good. Did you watch the fucking Sonic one? No. Because That was amazing. Uh spectacular. Like they usually usually got a couch of like fucking three people and the couch is super quiet and nobody says anything and they're like <laughs> Um I think in the Crypt of the Necro Dancer one, the guy like who was playing was like, this game is so based on rhythm and me being able to hear the rhythm, uh, and like go off audio cues that I need to insist that uh, you limit your applause to a single clap. And uh, so yeah, yeah, like everyone was doing it. Everyone was doing this one clap, but uh, other than that, like yeah, it was uh, extremely sedated. Sonic, the Hedgehog one, on the other hand... I think the couch had, like, fucking 40 motherfuckers on it. Mm. And it was the rowdiest shit I've ever seen in my life. More Um, rowdier than a end-of-year podcast, The Gap. No, okay. Second rowdiest shit I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was... That was really good to watch. But Super Me Boy was a good one to watch as well. Just, I don't know, watching an expert fucking nail every single level... without even... Seeming without even thinking. And some of the ways that they were doing them like destroyed me because getting like a plus on a lot of those levels and they're like oh yeah this to beat par on this level uh it the par is 30 seconds long if you do this and this you can beat it in four seconds i'm like oh my fucking god how did i miss this i meanwhile, like i would be playing through that level shaving off like a fucking fraction of a second and still be at like 31 seconds or some shit I'm like why aren't I good enough yeah
0: good good stuff good stuff hmm. anyway um yeah two points hospital super hospital yeah that was one of the games that I was listening to podcasts while I was playing this um right. I've talked about it before it is basically a spiritual successor to theme hospital um but yeah it's a really good game they've um uh they basically thrown a bunch of different scenarios in the world and uh you've got to try and complete like um stars and, and try and get to different objectives to to get stars in your hospital and then once you once you get enough it sort of unlocks a new area that you can go off and start a, a new hospital at um so yeah I, I basically got to the end of this and um i think i said this last time i think it's a really good game they uh they probably could do with some more ways of sort of changing things up a little bit it gets to the point where you kind of get a feel for i guess how to build a hospital and then um like not have any like bad ramifications come about like you feel like you get to that as soon as you open the doors you're in the green all the time and you know what you're doing you never have any issues um and you've always got tons of money coming in and And things like that. So, they try and throw in things like, oh, there's an earthquake on this map, and sometimes the machines will break, and there'll be a fire, Um, or this area is cold, and so you need to build radiators to keep everybody warm. But that's really the extent of it in terms of how they go. Otherwise, it's just sort of each new area progresses the the game a little bit in terms of what you can build this time um like they it's like a giant tutorial basically so i'd like to see them maybe add more scenarios in the game uh they're definitely adding more content because since the last time i played there's more items that you can sort of build um which is cool and uh yeah i think it's a solid really solid game it's 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 like one of i always look at um games like theme hospital um theme park uh sim tower like that's sim city like those sort of games like man i wish people would make those sort of games and every once in a while you sort of see that stuff like uh, city skylines was a an amazing example of that um yeah i could never get into the um uh roller coaster roller coaster yeah. Twi- Ty- Tycoon, Tycoon, Tycoon? yeah i think it was a planet planet roller coaster Planet Coaster. Planet Coaster I could never get into those ones. Like Planet Coaster just yep. seemed more like a like a building game that you didn't really have objectives to do. It was just kind of you go out and so just build it. No manage not enough management yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And um, yep. we've never really seen someone try and make a PC Sim Tower game or anything like that. As far as I'm aware. Like I've seen them on mobile. Um, yeah. I've got one on mobile that you should definitely check out. Yeah, but but nothing on PC. But so yeah, Find for it. for them to come back and for you know them having original members from that theme hospital team on here and basically yeah. making what is theme hospital 2 but <laughs> without taking that name um yeah it's yeah. really good it's a fucking great game um and i if you are were a fan of that original game it's really hard not to recommend it cuz i think they do an awesome job of replicating that and even advancing it a little bit more um and it project high rise okay that's the mobile one check that out that's on mobile, yeah. Uh,
1: that is extremely SimTower. It it's basically literally just oh, it looks like SimTower. SimTower, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it's it's on Steam. Oh, cool. You play it on PC? Um, yeah. When I first saw it, I didn't realize it was on Steam. But uh, when I first saw it, I thought it was like the, there was another SimTower ish game. Mm. Um, but it was heavily paid to win that's not this right this one is not pay to win
0: yeah um but yeah it's good yeah anyway um theme hospital also does a thing where it has got like leaderboard systems and it sort of pairs you up against other people in your friends list um and right. sort of tells you what they're doing and how they're going um and every once in a while like throw you objectives and be like hey you try and out do this person you've got a week to do it but it just means that they've yep. got to be playing it for, for that to happen but Oh, yeah. yeah no it's a it's a cool game it's very fun a very fun game mm. um the other one i got here is the witcher three i jumped into that <clears throat> and um yeah man that was a game that came out in 2015 yeah. uh i think it's it definitely still holds up but man when you look at <laughs> like red dead redemption and sort of compare the two we've come a. even then we you like you've come a, a bit of a way um i think uh like the storytelling is still superb in it um and i love how sort of you run around in that world and you've got to figure things out by like doing a bit of research like trying to read uh read about how the beasts work and what type of oils you need to use against them and what type of signs and um, or even just like doing the, what was that one? The witch in the well, like yeah. that ho- like the whole sort of stuff where you go around and you explore and you talk to people and you're trying to figure out like what exactly happens and how detective the- shit. Yeah. Like detective witcher, like the Batman stuff, that stuff's really yeah. cool. Uh, and I don't think we've seen a game sort of get to that point, um, before, but yeah, but Red Dead took a lot of sort of what the witcher, like the groundwork, the witcher laid and, uh, ran with it a bit further. Um, so yeah i played a bunch of it uh, i still really dig it from um the last time i played it they did at one stage add in uh, a new movement system which was i think it might have been when they introduced blood and wine or it might have been just before that um but anyway remember there were a lot of complaints about the movement system in that game and like it felt like gerald was too slow um yeah. And so you can switch between like alternate or normal And uh, it's a really interesting contrast where you look at a game like Red Dead where there were people who have complained a lot about Red Dead Redemption 2 and how slow Arthur is in that game. And and, and me personally, I never had an issue with it. I thought it was deliberate and paced well. And uh, I think The Witcher as well was paced fine. And uh, I flicked the motocross in The Witcher and it felt horrible to me. Like, it it, it yeah. changes it to that, um, that thing we see in a lot of third-person action games where you can sort of run around on the spot really quickly. Like, do you do that oh, in yeah. games where you sort of spin your stick around yeah. and the person just sort of twirls on the spot?
1: I do it. That's how you taunt people in Brawl Stars. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so it changes the movement to sort of that style. And then, as opposed to like you pressing forward and then like having that momentum or like if you yeah. want to run in a the circle, they actually run in the circle. You can't just stand in the spot and spin. Um, yeah, and I, it just feels, it doesn't feel good to me. Um, so I immediately switched it back after like five minutes cause it just was, yeah, I, it was wrong. I, I guess maybe some people really like it, but it didn't feel good to me in the way they, they sort of put it in that game. Um, i don't think it suits it like i like the slower pace him walking around like taking you know a, a split second to start running or moving to the to the right or left i think it works well for that type of game um and i don't think it'd work well for, for red dead redemption too. so yeah it's it's weird it's just i don't think it suits that game i think it suits certain games but not 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 yeah. games like that are trying to have a serious tone or Anything like that. It just yeah. looks dumb. And it doesn't feel right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, and it still looks amazing. Like, it still looks outstanding, which is cool. Um, the other game I played was Into the Breach. This is another podcast game. I saw this on a lot of people's Game of the Year lists. And I was like, alright. I'm going to fire this up again and let's see what's going on. Because I remember the first time I played it, I enjoyed it. But, like, people were going nuts about this game. And I... It, it won... It, a bunch of Game of the Years. Yeah, all, yeah, I saw it in a lot as well. And uh, yeah. so I fired it back up. I played another, I don't know, six hours, six, seven hours. I don't get it, man. Like, <laughs> I just can't Neither get it why, into man. it. Thank fuck.
1: I'm like, oh my God, is this, like, is this the end of this goddamn podcast? He's going to be like, and I agree, Into the Breach is the best game of 2018, <laughs> and I'm going to have to fucking quit. Like, good God. I do not understand how it wound up getting the reaction it did. Hmm.
0: It is staggering to me. I think its biggest fault is the um, progression system. Um, yep. It's it's similar to... What was the other game he made? Um, the Space One. Uh, FTL. FTL. FTL had the problem where... And I think it's sort of similar to this. Where you kind of... Could go through a game and do really well, and then just get dicked over by some RNG thing at the end. Um, this game, sort of similar to that, it's got these like puzzle elements in there, but like the progression just doesn't feel any good. All you're doing is unlocking achievements to get new squads, and then yep. you go through um, these areas and you get uh, cores to upgrade, you know, these mechs. and then that gives you more abilities to use and whatnot. It just feels super grindy and like yep. you can go through, you know, an hour or two of worth of playing and just feel like you've made zero progress because oh, I didn't do that achievement or I, re- I did that run and didn't get any new types of weapons. So there goes an hour and a half. Um, yep. Yeah, man, I just don't get it. I played, I easily played like six more hours this game and um, I, you can get RNG fucked in that game too. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because um, what yeah. happens is you'll, you get like a, a grid layout of like, hey, here are where the aliens are, and then where would you like to put your, um, your mechs on, you know, this side of the map, and you put them down, and all of a sudden, like the first time, you just screwed, because, yeah, yeah I don't know, because you've got the wrong mechs, or just whatever, yeah. whatever it is, so yeah man, I don't get it, I don't get the, the praise for it, I think it's a, it's, it's an okay game, um, I don't think it's game of the yeah. year, yeah word yeah. uh, we've got a couple more games on here but do you want to talk about this one first well, it's uh, not a game Bandersnatch it is a it game it's not a game it is a oh game oh my gosh are we actually going to have to stop this podcast <laughs> um, it, is, it
1: is a game it's, a, um, it's, a inter- it's interactive fiction um, Bandersnatch is the new Netflix film uh, that came out uh, Netflix Black Mirror film that came out where you choose you make decisions. It's not a choose your uh, own adventure, Joe. It's
0: not a choose your own adventure. How is it you not? You can't
1: say that, you get sued. Oh, oh sorry. Uh yeah, legally distinct, but similar to choose your own adventure. And um yeah, it's um it's interesting. It's an interesting experiment. But I didn't find it, ultimately, all that satisfying an experience. What I think I enjoyed the most about it was playing with my wife, uh, who doesn't play video games much. And, uh, like, she'll play on her phone, and that's about it. Um, Yeah, this was... It was good, because, you know, I I think she got to experience... uh, You know, it's a first step towards interactive fiction. And... It is very much Baby Steps, in my opinion. But I didn't find, like, I, I, I think for someone not acquainted with games, mm. it was certainly interesting. Right. Uh, but as... I guess we wind up in, like, the reverse of what I was talking about with Roma, where, you know, film wankers love Roma because it's all full of film wank. But as a video game wanker, uh, it is... I, fa- I found Bandersnatch to be extremely light on interesting video game techniques. It was extremely simplistic, and mm. I, don't, I don't think that like I think it worked for was attempting to do. Sure, but but I think ultimately like it didn't tell a very interesting story. If no. you watched it, yes, I don't think it told a very interesting story at the end of the day. No. Like it was it was a very meta. Like, the most interesting things were were when it was being meta, um, when it was breaking the fourth wall. And I, in my opinion, if that is the only avenue to interesting, then you haven't succeeded in creating something that's interesting because reflecting on yourself, I don't think is the... Uh, and, and otherwise telling a dull story, I don't think is a great plan I don't think it leads to interesting or good narrative yeah Uh, yeah so I I wasn't a huge fan to be honest Um, which I guess I found like I I didn't find it disappointing like I said I I am glad I did it and I'm glad it exists and I'm glad I played it with my wife Uh, I basically let her make all the decisions Mm. uh, and you held the remote uh, yeah (laughs) only jumping in very occasionally uh, if I knew that we were going to... Because my problem was that I was able to see where the paths were going to go pretty quickly. Uh, You can tell, I think... I don't think it is... It's it's signposted in a narrative sense um, where things will wind up. And so if she was going to make a decision that I felt was going to lead us to a... page that we'd already gone to Hmm. i'd jump in and be like maybe we should try this one instead uh and we would and we'd see what would happen and invariably we'd go back and test to see if i'd made any like made the wrong choice but generally didn't yeah um yeah it's um i don't know
0: yeah i feel like it it started off pretty strong um but then it like the payoff just does it's not there it feels like most interesting decisions that you can make in that game end up leading you to a dead end yeah um yeah i thought the implementation of how to choose like make a choice was done well yeah um because i was going into it i was interested to see sort of how they would do that and i, I thought it worked well um mm-hmm. but yeah cu- having come from the last couple of years of playing um story driven games like that it's definitely better on a video game medium um perfect examples being like you know um not not necessarily some of the david cage stuff (laughs) but i feel like some of that stuff was done a lot better than what it was here um but until dawn Dawn, yeah so until dawn i think is is a great example of how to do um you know, a video game, or or even just like a choose your own adventure story, interactive fiction, because that, yeah, is is basically a film, and like it's even ripping off films, um, yeah, it does it so well. So yeah, a bit yep. disappointing because I I'm a big fan of of his series, like the the Black Mirror stuff. Um, you know, Me back too. when it was on the BBC, yep. and um, it just feels like this is pretty, pretty disappointing. It didn't like it didn't have that feel about it. This just seemed like Charlie being like, well, I used to be a video game writer or a video game yeah. reviewer. And I know how to do that stuff. So let's make, let's sort of combine those two worlds. And, uh, I think it's an interesting experiment, but ultimately the story that it ends up telling is not as interesting as the, the concept. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Should we move on? Let's do a simulator. Um, I'm guessing you've played this, because I saw it on there twice, unless I've wrote it twice. Uh,
1: I have played this. Yeah, so game. have I. I Alright, I played it... <laughs> I talked about it before... Really? The break, I think, yeah, didn't I? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, yes. This game is dumb as fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but strangely compelling, it's right? It's so good.
0: <laughs> it's so
1: good, but it's, so, it's dumb. so dumb. It's so dumb. You, like... It's basically just sneaking about and shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: So you. The, I, yeah, I was just going to explain go. it. You you basically start off in a like a small um, neck of a sort of a town with a couple of streets. Uh, there are houses all over the place, and you are a thief who has to try and make money. And you basically steal people's stuff, and you're given um, sometimes objectives or tasks to go and do. And uh, you can only carry a certain amount of items, so you need to make sure that you get expensive stuff. And uh, people have security systems, or maybe they'll be home. Uh, you've got to sort of stake out places and and get an idea for how how long people are home. Like, what times of the day do they disappear and go to work, or or are they yeah. out of the house? Um, are window's locked, or a certain certain windows open. Can you sneak into you know? Can you break down doors or yeah it's like there's so many different ways to approach houses and to to get in there and do all this stupid stuff um yeah i played a lot of this (laughs) it's such a dumb game but i played so so much
1: um it's so rigid in the way it works as well like everything is so so gamey yeah um you like need a level two lockpick to unlock this door or some shit and um yeah it sort of like very slowly break runs you
0: through all that kind of stuff Yeah, and, um, it's like a story that sort of progresses you through the different items that you can unlock and hey right? you can go to thief bay and sell all this stuff on here and Oh this person's God. looking for a painting yeah. it's this particular painting in go this on house these forums
1: to find out like you can pay for details about a
0: house or some shit yeah and... like this is the lock code to get into the house Well, uh, they leave oh the back window open think... on the second floor yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah. or they're you not home at this shoes so thing. you
1: can climb up a trellis uh no it was gloves I think gloves so you can climb up a fucking trellis or some shit yeah and
0: oh but there's such like it's such a video game but I found myself so like having so much fun running around being a dickhead like
1: (laughs) I was just I think my car is just full of no my locker at my my place is full of fucking all these paintings (laughs) because I I just anytime I see a a painting I just steal it like yeah fucking let's go and you got to carry it two hands back to your fucking car. Yeah. And then shove it in. And then you go back into the house to steal whatever the fuck you're supposed to be getting. Well there was like a... There's a mission where you got to go break some
0: plates or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. There's missions where you have to go break people's stuff. Or, like, steal their cars. Go teach them a lesson and break their plates.
1: And you're like... <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. okay. I like just. Oh, but like you got to do it without being seen. Like, who's that into? What is a ghost breaking the fucking plates? Like, what? Why? Why is it like this? <laughs> yeah, you come back. the plates up?
0: up? Fucking hell! Or like break a window on the second floor. Why not just throw a brick through it? Why do I have to break into the house? To do. It? <laughs> yeah, I like moving. Like driving my car like onto their lawn and just leaving it there or something like that.
1: Because yep. if you leave it on the well, footpath,
0: they... people get upset. Because there's people like patrolling the air like not patrolling, just sort of walking around. They're patrolling. They're 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 definitely. Oh patrolling. no, they are patrolling, but they're they're walking around the the town or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's just like but there's, uh, a couple of times I've been like
1: in a house, like carrying a television past a window, and somehow someone's seen me through the fucking the tiny sliver where they're able to see anything. Yeah. You know, like call the cops and like. Great. Yeah. Well, I'm not reloading, so... Fucking let's go. Um, Just fucking book it out of there. The
0: moment for me where I was like... Oh, this game is on like another level. Where uh, there was this house I needed to break into. And um, it's a two-story house. And there's a guy in... Like the garage working on his... Working on a car or something like that. Or he's he's yeah. looking at something. Some sort of box. And the garage door is open. And all the mm-hmm. other... all Everything else is sort of closed. You can... Um, I think you can sort of sneak past him, just without him seeing you. And sometimes it doesn't work. But so I went and like knock. I went and rang the doorbell, and uh, when right. you do that, he shunts the front, um, front garage. But you can run across and quickly like, <laughs> you can quickly <laughs> quickly it. like Indiana Jones it. And so he opens <laughs> the front door, and then you're already in his house, and you're in there, and you just start running around. Oh, I thought that was amazing. <laughs> I was like, I didn't like. It, I didn't think that this game was that detailed. Like I could go and like uh-huh. ring the doorbell and they'd come and see who it was. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. And then so I'm in there and I'm like, oh, it's it's so dumb, but I had so much fun playing. it. Like it's pretty generic after a while. Um, yeah. Sort of like doing the same thing, but they they start throwing in some more complicated houses, and it seems like if you start robbing the area more, they they start getting. Um, like more security is that right
1: I don't I, I felt don't like know. I, I, I noticed you just that progressed, uh, I think my
0: feeling was you were just progressing the house yeah. that had better security in general maybe um and so there's stuff where like they'll have security cameras or or alarm systems and you've got to go disable um the yep. power to the house and that sort of stuff so it gets a bit more uh, a little bit harder but in general you're just kind of doing the same just stealing stuff and jumping out windows and throwing TVs out like second story houses um and running up and down the street with with all this expensive stuff but walking walking very casually up a street with like a bunch of expensive <laughs> shit
1: like just like doo, doo, doo. nothing to see here because the moment you start running people are like what's he running why is he running I mean, oh fuck don't worry don't worry just
0: carrying this stuff yeah mm. amazing It's pretty dumb. But so good. Um, All right. Next one. uh, Hitman 2. I got Hitman 2 over the break. Um, Oh, yeah? This is a weird game. You just snuck that in. Yeah, I did just then. It's a weird game, man. Like, um, I really liked Hitman 1. It was on your game of the year list for last year, Hitman 2. Um, Hitman 2 was on my game of the year list, yes. So Hitman 1 was an episodic series that they released different um, sort of missions every couple of months and you jump in and then play the new mission whereas hitman 2 was or it is a um like a standalone game where you just you get everything unlocked from the get-go but it's it's got like all the hitman the original hitman stuff in the game as well and um like i don't know it doesn't this feels like the way hitman should have been from the start like they should have just dumped all this stuff into. A, um, like, it shouldn't be a Hitman 2. It should just be Hitman, in my opinion. Right, the Hitman hub was. Yeah, like, like it, this should be just Hitman, and they go in and they add levels and missions and whatnot, and, and that's how it is. Because um, they're right. at a stage now where it's Hitman 2, but they've got all this, the old stuff in there, but none of the progress is carried across. So, like, I fired it up, and all my other content is there, but it hasn't saved any of that content, and I've got to replay the tutorial again, which is a pain in the ass. Um, Which is even, like, weirder for me, because it starts off with a mission straight away, and it's it's that mission where you're on the, sort of, the beach, and it's like this beach house, and you have to go... It sort of teaches you some really basic stuff, and then all of a sudden, a bunch of people show up, and you have to try and get rid of some targets. Um, But you finish that, and then it throws you into the... The tutorial, and I was like, "Didn't I just do the tutorial?" And it didn't throw me in the and it's the same tutorial from the first game.
1: It is literally the tutorial from the first game, and you yes. do you it. Didn't put me in it. You tutorial. have to
0: do it like three times, and then it throws you into the next tutorial, and it's the same tutorial from the first game again. And you're like, "Oh my, I just I've done this. You just skip the fucking tutorial." You can't. I couldn't skip it. It wouldn't let me. I couldn't. F- you absolutely can It never put me into them. No, 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 um, fucking hell anyway so I finally get to the main game and I start playing it yeah it's really good they uh, the missions are <laughs> the missions are, are uh, sorry the maps are enormous and it's it's that thing of like here is this giant sandbox and now I'll figure out the way that you want to finish it like the way that you want to do it the first one is the um, is it the racing it's the uh, the racing track yeah 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 and that's cool and so the the way I did that one was I found uh, the the guy in the mascot suit um and then i put on the suit and then went to go meet up with a with with a lady who wanted some secret documents um and then i disposed of her and then i ended up you gotta kill the guy and so i ended up what i do for him um he was sort of roaming upstairs i guess after the race had finished and um i turned the temperature up In one of the rooms, and then his eyes dried up. But I had rat poison on the eye drops, and so he started throwing up in the bathroom. And then I I got rid of him that way. So, yeah, just like the different ways that you can sort of figure it out and the the challenges and replaying the levels over and over again is really cool. That is
1: actually really similar to how I did it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. The first time. The first time, yeah. Uh, Except I fucked up. Uh, because he saw me while I was hiding in the bathroom oh okay uh, and so he called the guard immediately as I was like walking out to, to garrot him to death and put him away uh, the guard like pops like I've got I've got the fucking wire around his neck and I'm like dragging him back and the guard like busts into the bathroom like ah oh, fuck <laughs> so I fucking finish him off and whip out my gun and then I just shoot my way out uh good times good times um yeah mm. it was not the Silence assassin run i was hoping for yeah um you would have missed out on the scene bean mission though sadly yeah yeah uh i managed to do it uh and i completed it those are fucking tough man you only get one shot at it and yeah uh it's so hard i feel like you don't get to enjoy the experience mm. When you're doing it, because you're so fucking panicky about anything going wrong the whole time. Like, you sort of, you get an idea of what could happen. So you can't save it? Uh, no. I don't. I didn't even try. It says you only get one shot, so I never even bothered to attempt that. Hmm. Excellent. Anyway, maybe you can. Right uh but yeah you don't. i just feel like you don't get a chance to savor it so i'm like, i'm always like fucking how is this gonna fuck up but i'm actually i shoved his face into a fucking pen
0: right it was very cool yeah yeah um so yeah like the the going back and sort of unlocking different areas and um being able to complete it different ways like finding the different the story missions that are sort of hidden throughout those levels are, are, are cool um, I kind of wish the progression system was better like I don't really understand what I'm doing by progressing in mastery it seems yeah. like it's unlocking things for me but I don't know like what exactly I'm unlocking and when uh, And then, it's mostly just replayability
1: that you're unlocking really Yeah. Uh, like opportunities to try different like start points mm. or starting equipment and stuff like that yeah uh, which i I think is a it's good I, I like it uh but it isn't exactly compelling progression in my opinion no nah. uh it's it, like I feel like you don't play the game to for progression you play it mostly just to do the maps when you feel like experimenting you know there isn't You're not unlocking anything of any real import. Sure, Um, there are like it's definitely beneficial um, if you're going for like if you want to do the perfect run, Mm. uh, especially on Miami. Starting from the starting like the generic starting location on Miami and doing the perfect run is so fucking tough because the timing of it is so difficult that it like even if you just unlock the second starting position at the fountain, I think uh you're it's, it's you're already in such a better fucking position than trying to walk through that fucking initial gate and getting frisk and frisk and whatever like yeah yeah <clears throat> it's just difficult so yeah basically you just unlock different opportunities different ways to do things you get to explore map, more of the map but i don't think it is a compelling progression yeah yeah not in the not in the sense that we've come to, to understand progression
0: anyway right and i i, I don't know if the um like i from what i understand the only sort of gameplay mechanics that have been changed is the the people can see you in mirrors now um that yeah like i'd like to see them expanded a bit more that just this just seems like a um it seems like it could have just been an add-on to the first game. Like, they, they could have just made right. the, like you said, the Hitman hub and had all the different missions they put in there and just keep sort of adding stuff to it. Um, yeah. As opposed to what they've done in reverse, is they've made the Hitman 2 hub and then grabbed all the old stuff and then chucked it in here and then not carry any of the progress across. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a good point here now. Like, don't make a Hitman 3... if unless you kind of add new mechanics in there or something but like just keep adding this stuff into like adding missions into this um, it would be an awesome idea um, yeah I don't see why this needs to be a two year cycle or you know because when did the last one come out about two years back yeah about that yeah um, yeah just keep keep adding to it this way I think it's a better idea it's because it's a very good game it's just I don't need to I don't need one every two years that is not going to really change up the mechanics that much um
1: yeah that's fair yeah. no
0: it's very it's still good like I dig yeah. like trying to find the different ways that you can sort of progress through the level and um you know the different puzzles it throws at you because at the end of the day it's a fucking puzzle game <laughs> yeah absolutely but it's an action puzzle hmm. game
1: and the puzzles are intricate which is good Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah all right Um, Battlefield 5. Played a lot of this over the Christmas break as well. Fucking tons. Heaps.
1: But I don't think we have anything particularly new to say, considering we spent... How long was it? Like, an hour and a half, talking about exclusively Battlefield 5 (laughs) in our nine
0: and a half hour long podcast? So, uh... Um, so they added uh, the new patch in yesterday um, yep. I played a little bit of it and I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of what they've changed so far they've right. um a lot of balance changes um, a lot of bug fixes sorry a lot of bug fixes um the uh the main assault sorry the second assault gun that I used got nerfed and this is the second time they've nerfed it um and they've nerfed a bunch of other guns. Like, I just... Again, I don't like it when they're nerfing guns. Like, to me, the game feels good. Um, and for them to make game the guns feel worse is not the right way to go about it, in my opinion. Yeah. Because uh, at the end of the day, I'm not going to, like... Alright, well, I'm not going to use that gun anymore. So now, the gun that I thought felt good... And all these other guns feel like shit. Like, why am I playing this game, then? If it doesn't shoot... Like, it doesn't feel like a good shooter anymore. Yeah. It's, it's dumb. Um so they uh yeah they know a bunch of the assault rifles they buffed some SMGs they've made some changes to the machine guns um in terms of the like I think putting the bipod down they made a little bit better and they've buffed like proning and crouching so the recoil is a bit better um made a couple changes to maps and sort of the way they work but uh the big one they're still working with is the time to death slash time to kill stuff and trying to yep. I guess um, the issue was that people were dying, and, and they didn't really know how they died or where they died from, and that sort of thing. So what they've done is they've implemented this new kill cam, so that when you die, it shows you now who like before it would highlight the person that killed you, and you could see it on your body. Now it like zooms into them, like it'll move from your body and sort of zooms into where they are, and and then it goes back to your body like it used to, but this whole process takes about three seconds. And um, what happens, ends up happening is if the person is behind geometry or moving around your body or something like that, you end up with this camera that is stuck on in the floor or like you can't see the person, but you can see the outline and you're all of a sudden you're looking into this zoom shot of just like a blur or if they're running around you, it's just this camera that is spinning in circles. Like, it's just been implemented really poorly, um, and it's disorientating yeah. when you either get revived when that's happening, because then all of a sudden you're back in your body, like where the fuck am I? Like what is going on? Um, or you are, yeah, you end up being like bleeding out, and now you've got this extra three seconds where you can't bleed out anymore. So it's they've added right. another couple of seconds on top of the bleed out timer, and. Um, and by doing that... And I don't know if this is intentional or if it's a bug... But the medic... Um, like radius... So to show you how much is left on the bleed out... On either your squad mates... Or if you're a medic on people around you... That no longer ticks down... So you can't see how long someone has left to bleed out... Oh, Sounds like a okay. bug to me... But how that got through... Is yeah. I guess not surprising... Considering they didn't test the last patch either... Um, but yeah that's like... The two things that I've noticed off the bat where I was like, this is broken as shit. And I got up this morning and, like, their Reddit page is just people complaining about <laughs> that new camera. Just being like, this is fucking... Stu- this is dumb. Like, why is... did anyone test this? It's completely... completely broken. Um, and also, the uh, the medic stuff is stupid. So, yeah, man, I... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they either they either remove that or revert the patch again. So we'll see what happens. I guess it depends on how long it takes to for them to fix it. Because the last time they rolled out a patch, they ended up rolling it back within twenty four hours, which was um, yeah okay, which was the last one they put out. Because yeah, that's true. Yeah. Time to death stuff. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know, man. Like, there's people asking them to put up like a test server or something so they can test this stuff. Because clearly, whatever's happening internally is not they had a cte
1: for bf1 bf4 like yeah it's not working maybe the maybe they need to send it to dice la already so they can like dice la can start doing their they're they're the ones who fucking nailed the post-release stuff for both bf1 and bf4 they're the ones who made those two games yeah the best
0: versions of themselves so maybe it's time to send it Send it over to LA. Well the top post on Reddit at the moment is was submitted seven hours ago and it's got about two and a half thousand hits on it. Right. And it's um it's a combination of hey, like here is how you do a damaged bleed out screen. <laughs> and it's it's, it's oh, a it's okay. a it's basically a collaboration of three different suggestions that people have suggested over like the last month that I've i I've actually seen these before. but it's like, hey, dice your new system is still crap. Like, here's some suggestions. And also, you had better one in, um, was it the police one? Hotline? Hot, yeah. Uh, hard. Hardline. Yeah, like, hey, you better you had a better death screen in Hardline. Like, use that system. Um, as opposed to this crappy kill cam thing that's now in the game that has stuff to bleed out. Plus, it looks, looks mm. crap so I don't know it seems like the community is not happy once again with this update which sucks yeah Um, but yeah a lot of other changes in there but um, I've been playing a lot more sniper Um, I think I'm at like level 19 about to finish with sniper which has been good and they uh, they've nerfed and nerfed some of the sniper sorry they nerfed the glint on the sniper rifles now um, so they're not as flashlighty on some of them which is good um but yeah no it's still like it's still a good game they've just got whatever they're doing with their patch like um system is not working they need to sort something out yeah not enough testing yeah yeah uh and they put some new modes in i think as well um like a a quick rush mode um and also like a, a a very small conquest mode where it's like two teams against two um i don't know it still like seems to be splitting the community even more when they keep adding these these extra modes in the game that i don't think anybody's playing anyway um all right should we move on um what's the last one metro exodus i can talk about this uh q1 is gonna be busy yeah it is um it's i mean it's been slowly getting busier and busier each year But it feels like this one is, again, ramping up. Um, We had a lot of games pull out at the end of last year, trying to get away from Red Dead. And, um, yeah, they've decided Q1 is the best place to to jump in. Yep.
1: It's an interesting choice. uh, Trying to get away from Red Dead means they're now clashing with 400 billion other games. But does Metro have a chance?
0: Yeah, so Metro was February fifteenth, which was at th- at one stage. I think there were three or four games coming out that day. Right. Um, I'm not sure how many are coming out anymore on that day. Are still coming out then? Yeah. yeah. I know a bunch of them did move, but I think Metro has held its ground. Um, sure. Metro is a is the third game, I believe.
1: Yeah. In The series Metro 2033, Metro Last Light. Metro X. yes
0: and it's a series based off a, a, a novel, um, which the original game was like heavily inspired by first-person story-driven games like Half-Life. Um, very like slow-paced, atmospheric um, types of games. Um yep. In particular, Metro 20, 2033 did a unique thing where the bullets in the game were also your ammo. Sorry, that... The bullets, in, your yeah, the bullets and your ammo are in the game, and also the currency that you use to buy other items within within the world. And so it was yeah. this thing of like, do I shoot my money? Like, literally, am I shooting my money into this thing? Is it worth it, or can I deal yeah. with it some other way? Um, I don't think yeah. Metro is. I enjoyed Metro quite a lot. I think um, was it you that had the bug where you couldn't take your gas mask off?
1: Was that someone else? Um, not in twenty thirty three. Okay. I don't remember it in Last Light, but I don't, I sort of blanked Last Light. I didn't enjoy Last Light very much, so I've sort of forgotten yeah. that one.
0: Yeah, I, I enjoyed uh, 2033. I, was, I thought it was fine. I thought it was really
1: good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought
0: 2033 was awesome. Uh, yeah, didn't like Last Light so much. Yeah. Um, and so Metro Exodus is the um, yeah third installment from them. It is expanding things out a little bit more. The last couple of games have been, um, sort of linear, um, throwing you through these missions, very like old school type game design, whereas Exodus is putting you into these hub worlds or these hub areas and you're going around and completing missions and side tasks and exploring the environment more. So it's a little bit more open. It's not entirely one giant open world. You're, um... You're basically going from place to place in this train. Um, yeah. And each time you progress to the next area, you're sort of given a map and you look around and you can go out and explore everything. So yeah, they're trying to update it a little bit since the last time that one of these games came out. Um, It's still highly focused on sort of survival mechanics. You're going around looking um, for scrap in the world. Use the scrap to build um, build items, craft items, upgrade your weapons to um, to have better stats. You'll be doing things like changing stocks on them, uh, changing reflexes, reflex sights, um, modifying them so they do more damage. So there's things like that that you can go through. and do. You can craft uh, bandages, you can craft... Uh, gas mask um, cartridges because there are some areas in the game where you'll get into and you need to put a, a gas mask on because um, this is set in a post-apocalyptic world where uh, nuclear war has happened and some places have radiation and and whatnot yep. so you've got to keep those gas mask cartridges on hand um, so you yeah, get to some places and it's like oh I need to put my gas mask on and uh, you go down and into these areas, and they'll be usually inhabited by pretty fearsome creatures, and and uh, you'll have to try and take them out. So, the uh, the demo that I saw were three different chapters in the game. The first one was the Volga, which um, people would have seen at E3. It was it's like the area, it's a snow area. Um, in this particular mission we're playing as a protagonist from the last couple of games still um, and they are going out and sort of exploring the world and um, you end up in a, uh, like a rowboat and coming across this sort of culty church people um, that don't have the best of intentions and you're sort of dealing with them and, and stealthing around the environment, if you want, or just shooting them. Um, so I played that one pretty much uh, entirely stealth I, I got through I think like 95% of it before I ended up having a gun um, but yeah it was, it was basically just me going around stabbing people which was which is cool um, the second map I played was Caspian it was Desert um, very much oh, okay. like um, a lot of Mad Max type of vibes going on here right yeah, and I, th- I don't think the desert is really something we've ever seen before um, in these types of games but yeah, you, you you sort of run into this area and there are like broken down vans that you can go in and ride around and, and um, yeah, like a really unique type of art style that's happening in this world and there's like sandstorms that come across and whatnot um, so yeah, that was the second area that I did and I believe that was uh, an area that people would have seen at Gamescom and the third area that i saw um was like a forest region and um so i i running run into like a some radioactive bears and whatnot like mutated bears that looked um quite really scary quite scary yeah i i uh, awesome. was not able to kill the bear it's it was quite powerful but yeah super like focused on Stealth elements like a lot. It seems like they've they've still got that mechanic in there where you've got your bracer on your arm and you can see whether or not you're in um, you're hidden or you're in light, and so that's quite oh yeah. handy um, when it, when you're going around the environment trying to sneak up on people. Um, the bracer can be upgraded, so you can put like a compass on that shows you which area you want to go to for your next objective. Um, it shows you like how much time is left on your. Uh, air cartridges for your gas mask um it shows you how much battery is left in your in your um uh, on your arm as well so you've got this device that you can use that sort of charges up the battery which allows you to use like your flashlight to see in dark areas mm. it's same same mechanics as the first two games um yeah so they're trying to basically i guess have these open world areas while still having that traditional storytelling stuff. Like there are main paths that you can go into and that will sort of funnel you down into specific areas, but there's also side content where you can go and explore, um, and scavenge different items and, and look for, um, new tools that you can kind of use. I didn't really get a chance to go and see any of that side content, mainly because I was trying to focus on the main storyline stuff that I was seeing. Um, yeah. I don't want to get too specific into the story stuff because I will spoil it. Spoilers, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a very pretty game. I played it on Xbox, Xbox One X. Yeah. Looks really good. Yep. Um seemed to run fine. Didn't have any frame rate issues as far as I was aware, like no no significant frame drops. Um yeah, so it mm. looks really really good. So I'm interested to see kind of what it looks like on PC, especially with um with uh, ray tracing on yeah. new RTX cards and um, what else they got uh, the back the, you know, I guess the only thing I'm kind of concerned about is the crafting system and um, yeah, whether or not this sort of stuff will hold up with with sort of managing your ammo and your resources because yeah. I, I feel like that kind of make or breaks the game if you get to the point where you're run like you're constantly running out of ammo then yeah. is that fun anymore um, and there's a fine sort of line or a fine balance between making it feel like a survival game and making it feel like you've just got enough ammo to get around as opposed to just constantly being like well I've got no ammo I've got to stab everything in the head yeah and um the thing about that is also you you can craft stuff in the game but you can't craft ammo Um from your backpack you need to go to like a workbench and the workbenches are spread out throughout the environment so you only come across them every once in a while so if you run out of ammo mid-mission you're in a bit of trouble um yeah so i don't know i don't know how that's going to play out i know a lot of people like that that sort of style of game um and i think this is going to be a game that's directly catered towards them as opposed right. to people that are like, oh, it's a first-person shooter game. This looks cool at E3. Like, I don't know if they're going to like it because it's going to be very different to games they've played before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. I guess some of the other things I saw in there is you can <laughs> you can clean and maintain your weapons. Uh, very similar to Red Dead, except you're using, um, using crafting resources to clean them. It affects weapon stats like accuracy um stability things like that so that's something you've got to manage i don't know if that's affected by um specific things in the environment that you come across like red dead whereas if you go in the mud then that causes issues um i don't know if it's like if you go on the water in this game then that's bad um but it definitely says like it cleans the muck and the water out of your gun but how that really affects it i'm not too sure um I only really had to clean my weapon once, and that's because I just, I just felt like doing it to see what would happen. It wasn't right. like a thing where I had to do it every couple of minutes. It seemed fine. Um, okay. But yeah, there's like a, there's there's not just enemies sort of other factions you'll come across. There's um, like I said, there's like a there was a bear that I came across, in like a, a boss fight. Um, there were wolves at one stage that you had to fight. Um, these like giants sort of like um not crabs uh what uh, what like mudfish or something lobsters? like that yeah I mean, like lobsters, mudfish mudfish like these giant <laughs> they're huge like giant like mud crabs that you come across um at one stage you have to fight but yeah there's like there's different things in the, around the world that you're like that's fucking creepy um that they're trying to play with to turn it into a horror game a bit more because I guess the first two were pretty claustrophobic and m- trying yeah. to make you feel like it was a, a bit of a horror game. Um, yeah, but by having this be a bit more open world, it'd be interesting to sort of see how they can maintain that a bit more. Right. Yeah. So um, I don't know, man. Like I played three hours. I think people that liked those other games are probably gonna enjoy it. Um, again, yeah. like I wasn't a fan of two. Um, I think it detracted yeah. too much from one like I enjoyed the yeah, aspect too. of the currency being ammo and that sort of thing e-
1: economy management yeah, yeah.
0: I, I mean it's it
1: seems like a really dull way to put it but I did think I find it inherently quite interesting hmm. yeah, you know you had your good bullets you could finish a fire real quick but what was it going to cost you yeah. yeah it was good there was some real interesting decision making and they robbed it felt like that that was it's just a really easy way to talk like real quick about the many ways like last light to me felt i stopped playing it quite early in but it felt a very linear right like immediately yeah and robbing you of the interesting decision making of, of currency management is a real it's like shorthand you know that's a real good Example of one of the many ways they took away decision making from you. In my opinion. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I don't know, man. Like, I think it's. Are you about this game? I think it's hard to tell. Um, mainly yeah. because I don't know what the side content's like. Um, it seems fine. I just I don't know if it's doing enough new. I don't know if putting this game in an okay. open world or an open hub area is enough um, to push it over. Like, I've got to see more of it. Um, and then that balance of, like, is the survival stuff too too crazy? Like, it's not... It's, like, it's, it's, it's... This is a... It's not like this, um, the Tarkov... Not Tarkov. Um, stalker. It's not like a Stalker game where stalker. it's, like, really yeah. hardcore survival game. It's sort of in yeah. between that and like a normal shooter. Like It's still got survival yeah. elements in there, but the people that want to play a first-person casual shooter are probably not going to enjoy this as much because it's got those survival elements in there. And it's a slow-paced game. You don't come across a lot of enemies um, at yeah. all, but the ones you do come across, yeah. you're going to be using either stealth mechanics to try and save up on your ammo for when you really need them, or you'll mm. just waste all your ammo on, on sort of Stuff that cr- creatures that are really easy to kill. And so yeah. those people aren't going to be happy with it. And then the guys that really like the hardcore survival games it's not going to be as hardcore enough for them as, you know, those stalker games or like an RPG um, first-person game. So it's in, yeah. yeah, it's just in a weird spot. So I, I don't really know yeah. how it's going to strike that balance. I'd say, like... I'm more interested
1: now hearing you talk about it than I was before. Yeah.
0: But I think the the bigger issue for me is you see some of the other sort of games that are coming out, like um, the the guys that made, like, Dying Light, the new one, and how interesting yeah. that looks of being, like, an open-world game where That's you true. interact with the environment. And it changes the things yeah. around you and how it sort of affects the world. Mm. And this just seems like... Like, they're maybe a bit too late. Like, they they got to the point where they're like, oh, we, we need to make an open-world game because nobody makes linear shooters anymore. Like even Wolfenstein, right? Yeah. I mean, it's got hub, like a hub area in it. it. had hub areas. You'd go to the, the, um, the submarine and then you'd go out and do missions yeah. and they're a little bit bigger, but yeah, it's not, um, nobody does really linear shooters anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's good that they've moved up and are trying something different, but is that really all they're bringing to the table? Is there, is there more that they can do? Um, It definitely feels Mm. like a Stalker... uh, Sorry, not a Stalker. It definitely feels like a Metro game. Um, But what else are they going to bring to it? Because the AI didn't seem that that great when I was playing. Um, Right. It seemed really generic. Like, just guys hiding behind a tree... And popping out every once in a while... To see if they could shoot me. And like, oh, they can't shoot me. So they would just pop back behind the tree. And they're just doing the same animation over and over again. Um, So if like the combat is not as compelling as what it could be, especially mm-hmm. when you don't have the ammo to engage in combat in the first place. Um, then yeah, it's kind of like the survival horror stuff is kind of where it's really going to pay off. Um, cause there are games that can do it well. I really liked resident evil. That's a perfect example of like doing a first person survival horror game that, that, yeah. that you don't really shoot many things in that game, but when you do, um, you kind of need to, but it's got the survive. Yeah. It's got the horror elements to rely on. Right? It's a fucking scary yeah. game, uh, yeah. and I didn't find this scary at all when I was playing it. Um, yeah, okay. But it's still, it's still got that atmospheric, like, th- thing going for it. It's just not as atmospheric as Resident Evil. I don't feel like. Yeah, um, and I, I for me, um, I think Resident Evil's sort of the bar like the benchmark what they did two years ago with that game um i i don't think
1: metro has ever been horror in the same way that resident evil was horror
0: no not not in that way but they were they were definitely going for horror elements by having you in dark tunnels all the time and and relying on i I think it was
1: horror to amplify the survival yeah whereas resident evil is survival to amplify the horror Sure. And so, yeah, I don't, like, I don't know I'm failing to live up to the, to reach the bar that Resident Evil set is necessarily, I think it might be a, an unfair measure, maybe. Yeah. You know?
0: But they've um, still got to rely on something, I guess, right? Like, I... It, oh,
1: it's, it's, it's got to aim for something. Yeah. Know? People are invested in the Metro universe. Sure. In Artem's story, so, you know, like, Yeah. I'm sure they'll they'll find something to get out of it, but like you've been saying, it's a question as to whether or not people who weren't about Metro really get much.
0: Out yeah, of it. right. Because the last time Metro, the last Metro game was like six years ago or something. <laughs> it was yeah, a while back. Yeah, it would have been. Um, yeah. And for them to continue this story and being like, "Hey, Atrium's back," and some of the characters you remember from those last games are back, and am going to keep continuing telling these stories while well, it's been quite a while since then. Um yeah. and games have evolved, like shooters have evolved, even since then. Yeah, true. So whether or not they can sort of pull that off, because they're, you know, uh, you know, uh, when when Metro first released, it was super inspired by by those types of games, those classic um, story driven first person shooters. But we don't see those types of games anymore. Um, you know, I feel like the last big one we had was probably, like, Bioshock Infinite or something like that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Right. I'm, I'm definitely keen to see more. Um, I th- yeah, I think it's a, like, it's a pretty game. You, you look at comparisons from this to Fallout 76. Uh, and just the way that, like, they're both going for, like, hey, shit got really crazy. Um, yeah. Nuclear Wars happens and the way both of these games sort of present that like I think I think Metro does a way better job it looks I think it looks really good um, and I'm keen to see how it looks on on PC on like Mac settings or um, you know kind of people with really beefy PCs do oh, yeah. like ridiculous things with it um, like 4k yeah. stuff but yeah I nice. I'm still keen to see that so yeah that's, that's out quite soon Um, one month from now yeah, a month from now. Damn. So yeah, I'm, we'll be hearing cool. from it quite soon. Sweet. All right. All right. Uh, let's do some news. Yeah, it's um a little bit quiet still, but we've pulled out some stuff that sort of tickled our ears over the last week. Yep. What do we got here? You can talk about this one. You you found this one today?
1: Open world Star Wars game cancelled by EA. Uh, this happened today, or and I, I don't know if it's. Can- confirmed is it confirmed
0: um when I read it, it was rumored it was rumored by and Kotaku verified it by three years three sources
1: fucking 17 hours have passed since we started this podcast so <laughs> it's probably done um oh it's been updated let's have a squiz since the publication of this article let's not read this out all the way uh, uh, projects codenamed orca very early in development. Uh, publisher didn't lay anyone off as part of this transition but it does seem like yeah it's definitely cancelled in favour of a smaller scale Star Wars project that's now aimed for much sooner in 2020 so this is like it's not cancelled it would appear it's not cancelled it is simply being reworked which is the second time it's been reworked because this is the this was the game that was being made by Visceral that was the attached to that famous that people didn't want to play single player games in mm, it yeah. and they transitioned it into a, a more open world game uh, they were transitioning to a more open world type game um, so it would appear that Orca is now transitioning back into something smaller scale maybe a single player game yeah, um, yeah I don't know <laughs> it's, it's all a bit of a cluster fuck. Uh, everyone's going in on EA as they probably should because They've been messing with this fucking... Like, they've had this fucking Star Wars uh, license for six years now. And we have very little to see from it. Uh, And people want Star Wars games. I mean, why the fuck wouldn't you? It's fucking sci-fi space magic. Of course, everyone wants fucking Star Wars games. Just fucking give us some goddamn Star Wars games. Fuck. Um, the, The Titanfall, they have Respawns game still seems like it's on track uh, I'm excited for it I mean it seems like EA doesn't have a big dice title frostbite title shooter coming out this year so it might actually get the fucking the heft of EA before behind it which is cool um, yeah I, I don't know Hopefully we get a good Star Wars game. I have full faith that Respawn can put something out that's amazing. Uh, The only reason Titanfall fell over is because it was squished in between two giant games. Two, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Call of Duty. Now it's just going to get to compete on its own merits. Uh, I'm excited. I'm pumped for it. Fingers crossed it can be awesome.
0: I'm sure it will be. I would love Um, like, I'm done with all this. I feel like Disney needs to just... Next year, or... I don't know when the... When is it up? Contracts for 10 years. 2023. 2023, yeah. I don't think this contract goes back to them. Like, they've... Fucked this up so many times. If I mean, Star Wars games they have they made? It. One. Two. Two, two. two. Yeah. Bad Star Wars games they've made. And yeah. cancelled a bunch of them. <clears throat> um, yeah. And this one... From the quote says that... Uh, it looks like they... They wanted a game out sooner than what was planned, so they've they scaled it back. Yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like someone else could do a better job with this stuff. It's right. not EA. Because EA's yeah. not I mean, I yeah, talk about this. I mean I think Battlefield's a fine game. I don't I think they've been fucking around with all their games the last couple of years. They've never they haven't put out like a game that I'm like, that's really good. That's game of the year. Battlefield fine? What? You're nuts.
1: Battlefield 5 is the best Battlefield in fucking ages.
0: But it's also... uh, We talked about this. They didn't do enough to change it. It could have been a fucking update to Battlefield 1. We never fucking
1: talked about this. When the fuck did we talk about this? The the, the Game of the Year podcast. The nine and a half hour one that we did. Oh, I just fucking I just ignored you when you started (laughs) talking nonsense. Fucking me and Nate had the right of it. It was our fucking shooter of the year. It would have been the fucking... Yeah, that's why. Because you wouldn't agree with Blackout. Or Black Ops. Fucking get the fuck out of here. Battlefield 5 was better than Black Ops. Nah, you're
0: crazy. You know it was. Oh my god. Nuts, you're nuts. Christ. You're nuts. Get fucked. The structure's right, not as good. I was reading that. Oh my lord. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Uh, Bungie and Activision parts ways. Bungie will now self publish their games. Um, yeah. This one's interesting. No. <laughs> because lot of um lot of talk about whether or not this is due to Activision breaking up with Bungie or the other way around
1: yeah because Destiny was always supposed to be this 10 year plan yeah. right and we are nearing the end of the 10 year plan right yep uh maybe they're just like we don't want to push we don't want to put the full force of Activision's marketing behind a game that's not doing well a wrong. game we feel is is not going to do that well On the other hand... Maybe Bungie are like... We don't want to have to... Kowtow to... Activision's loony rules anymore... So let us the fuck out... It's... It is hard to tell... Which way that is going... But... Yeah... Uh... I don't know... I... I honestly don't know... I... Don't think a self-published... Destiny... Would be better than... What they've been putting out... I don't think the Destiny... Uh, three would somehow be better than Destiny Two at launch because nothing tells me that Destiny Two learned any lessons from Destiny One. So, yeah, I think it's risky. It's a big risk for for Bungie. Um, yeah, it is an interesting one. Any thoughts? How do you how do you think it went down? Did Activision boot Bungie
0: or vice versa? I think I yeah, I think it was Activision. Yeah, right. I think um. Activision is looking at ways to to maybe get new IPs going or something. All right. Because what have the they biggest. got now? They've got nothing. They've got Call of Duty. That's going to be bad. And then Call Call everything Duty that Blizzard's well. got. Yeah. And
1: Blizzard's having a rough time of it as well.
0: Yeah. I um.
1: I don't know. Maybe we we start to see. But that dude, the new CFO, you got a hundred and fifty million dollar bonus, right? So yeah, I'm sure they're doing. I'm sure,
0: well. Oh, they're definitely doing fine. <laughs> they're yeah. doing okay. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be the next couple of years before we hear from whatever Bungie's doing next for Destiny three. Um, but yep. well, I guess we we'll have to see how much that changes. What what that game ends up being if they've now yeah. self publishing, maybe maybe. A lot of the crap that was in there was because Activision, or maybe it just was just crap because it was crap. It's hard to tell.
1: <laughs> it is. Um, All right, moving on. Everyone is suing Fortnite. It's suing Epic for their dances. Yep. Uh, Alfonso Rubiero started this off. Carlton uh, from Fresh Prince kicked this off, uh, suing. Because they used the Carlson dance. I believe uh, Turkleton from Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is getting in on the action. Because they used his poison dance. Yep. Uh, the backpack kid is getting in. Because they used his floss. And now some little fu- uh, fucking dickhead's mum. Uh, uh, he's not a dickhead. His mum is a dickhead. Is suing. Because he submitted a dance for... Uh, get your dance in Fortnite competition. Yep. He submitted a dance. He ain't winning that claim. In.
0: Well, she's not winning no. that claim. They no. own that um, dance. Um,
1: that that one. That's yeah, how one that one stuff
0: works. Course.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it is interesting. I think the uh, uh the Turkleton one and the Alfonso Rubiero one might actually have some fucking nuts to it because, like. Turk's dance is one for one, like his performance. Like exactly, they basically maps his performance mm. from Scrubs, uh, and as we've seen, like recreations of people in or, or of movements in um, in video games are like the. It's a pretty heavy. Situation, but courts usually weigh in favor of the people. Uh, we've seen with sports games, and celebrations, and stuff like that. Like uh, that's why the NCAA games went away because they couldn't handle like the licensing. Once they became pro, uh, it was too big a legal hurdle to get around. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I think I think the two celebrities, the two tv stars actually have some legs to their suits uh but obviously i'm not a lawyer so maybe i'm just talking out my ass but i also think it's, it's dumb as shit uh yeah it's dumb man
0: like yeah. i this isn't just affecting Fortnite anymore like there's been uh, i think 2k is also being sued right for stuff in nba 2k19 the yeah, same moves for two all right so three yeah right I, I don't know, man. I think it's yeah. dumb. It's a fucking dance move. Get over it. Like, one yeah. of them wasn't even technically invented by the person, and it's a fucking dance move. Oh, my God. It's so yeah. dumb. Fair enough. Um, and then you've got, like... It's, it's not even coming down to that. You, you see the uh, 2K being sued for uh, tattoos in NBA 2K games, because tattoo artists yeah. have been like, no, that's that tattoo is not owned by the player. I actually own that tattoo. It's my art. And so you have right. to give me money now. And yeah, man, I don't know. Just.
1: That's yeah, pretty dumb. wild. It is dumb. Yeah. Uh, and finally cross platform play hits rocket league. Uh, so it's all there in the title, I guess. <laughs> uh, rocket league is, is going cross platform across all the different uh,
0: platforms. That's uh, good.
1: Including PS4, basically.
0: Yeah. yeah. It means bigger player base. Um, something should have happened a while back. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think it's a good step because um, hopefully this means that Sony is leaning more towards doing this sort of stuff. Um, it means that it's just not going to be these types of games that we'll start seeing. Hopefully we can start seeing um like big proper triple a games that come out all the time and you can play it if you want on pc or you can play it on xbox or you can play it against someone on the switch or playstation like i think as long as they're not uh first person like twitch shooters it should be fine like it's a fucking yeah stuff like that should be okay i don't see if there's any problems yep um I mean, we've we've literally been playing Sea of Thieves with Xbox players on PC, and uh, while I guess that is yeah. a bit of a disadvantage, it's not also not a hard hardcore like Twitch competitive shooter. Um, I think it's fine.
1: I agree. Yeah. Um. I think yeah, it, it can only be a good thing. Uh. And the sooner we get to it, just Open. being ubiquitous, yeah. the better. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And that's the news.
0: That uh, is the news. That's the podcast. That is the podcast. Right there. 451. First one of the year. Mm. Uh, everyone's doing those memes. Those where were you 10 years ago memes. I think we yeah, started 10 to. years ago. Or about yeah. 10 years ago. Doing this podcast. Yeah. Doing this actual episode. This podcast. <laughs> Fucking
1: three hours. God damn it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: The, here's to another 50. Here we'll see. Um, if we get to get 50, we'd we be 500. We 50, yeah. when would that be? End would it be the Game year. of the Year show? It Could might it be. be.
1: Yeah. Are we going to do the drunkest shit of all no. time? Like we just, just have the fucking I feel like we have to so. ban
0: alcohol after that last one. <laughs> ban alcohol! <laughs> all right, we We're getting messages be like, you guys are like four hours in and you're toasted. and like, not that. Nah. Ha <laughs> Oh, and I went out to look. Yeah, we were pretty drunk.
1: Um, <laughs> also, we need a better, better camera angle for next time because it was mostly our crotches. Yeah,
0: nothing wrong with that.
1: Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe that's why it's doing as well as it is. Ah, that's what it is. Maybe, are we Twitch thoughts now? Is that what we are? what Twitch I don't thoughts? Know what that is. That's what. uh... it's depressing people call women who stream on twitch oh,
0: okay
1: yeah we could be because because you know they're showing off their goods right that was air quotes by the way uh but that's what we were doing this this was the joke jokes are always funnier when you have to explain them but i feel i need to explain <laughs> this one so that i don't seem like some need sort audio? of hectic perv yeah um yeah That's good. But we were presenting our crotches during the the YouTube video of the Game of the Year show. And uh, so I'm saying, never mind. Uh, All right. Here's another 50. Uh, Yeah, let's crack out 500. Smash this shit. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, Do do the things you do. (laughs) Do
0: do the things I do.
1: Say say those things.
0: Thank you to all our patrons, by the way. All right. You're just cutting me off now. Uh,
1: Still yeah, on I, did, the thing. I did that one on purpose. Did that. I did it on
0: purpose. Uh, iTunes, Android, Windows devices, all those wonderful places you can find us on on their, their podcasting apps. Under the yeah. Gap, the GA Podcast, one of those two. Uh, if you rate and review us, it helps other people find the show and listen to it. So thanks to everyone that does yep. that. Um, you can also find us on Spotify. If you want to go to thegapodcast.com slash Spotify, you can do that like people have already started doing. And, um, we're also on YouTube as well. If you want to watch the video version of this audio podcast, yeah, you can go to com <laughs> slash YouTube, and that'll take you to the link. Um, yep. nothing exciting on that video version today, except our no. faces. That is nah.
1: true. We're, we've been fucking with it again. The no, it's been so, fucking
0: with us again. It's the other way around. True. Yeah. That's yeah, we left true. it for three weeks and it broke. And we come back and we're like, it didn't work. So, yeah. All right. You can find us on social media as well. Facebook.com slash podcast, Twitter.com slash podcast, Or you can go to our website, which is the GAPodcast.com and find episodes to all our past shows there as well, including all the links to things we just talked about. And as Job said, that's all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. And we appreciate everyone that does that every month. Helps pay the bills. I think that's it. You're the best. Anything you want to pimp out this week, Job? Any work? Uh, I've got
1: an interview with um, Juves, who's the general manager of... I've forgotten his team name. Excellent. Uh, They're the new team in the OPL. Uh, Fucking hell, I did this interview just a little while ago. Christ. Uh, now I have to fucking look it up because uh, it's driving me bananas. It starts with a G. I know that much. It's like Guggenheim. It's not Guggenheim. Uh, uh, Gravitas. Ah. They're the new, o- t- new team in the OPL. So sure. I had a chat with him. Uh, they've got a new format for the OPL this year. Go check that out. Uh, I was on the 7 out of 10 cast, which is a podcast by two uh, industry legends uh david Wilkos and daniel wilkes uh both of whom who have been on this podcast before um basically we're talking about the games we're excited to see in 2019 and uh long story short void bastards is probably my most anticipated game in 2019 um uh, but yeah you can listen to that if you want to hear me making jokes and other people not being
0: receptive to my jokes Uh, and yeah that's about it what about you what do you got Uh, you can go to survivor.com and check out my metro exodus preview which should be up by the time you hear this and I think that's about it yeah oh, we had our survivor game of the year stuff go up um, over the break but yeah uh, contributed to that what was game of the year um No, it actually was. Uh, What was it I thought it was going to be? God of War. It was God of War. Right. I think I said this, that um, a lot of sites just never got around to finishing um, Red Dead, because it's just so big. Red Dead, yeah. So when you end up with publications that are picking, like, group publication, game of the year stuff, then that's usually the case. But anyway, that's okay. They can be wrong. And... um, Next week, I think we'll have some uh, more previews to talk about. Hopefully, we've got... I've got a couple more lined up. You've got some lined up as well. And so, uh, we'll be yes. back at it next week with some, some previews. Hopefully, things go well. Hopefully, not for three hours. Hopefully, not for three hours. Yeah, we'll see how we go. I thought it was a good short podcast. Good short Considering we had 20 games. I mean, imagine if Nate was here. It probably went for oh, yeah. another 10. Uh, yeah, probably could have cracked we'd still be talking about thieves, most likely
1: that is true he's he's got so many thoughts and no he'd be talking about State of Decay 2 by by now that's what he's been playing the last couple of days I don't know man
0: what What, a what a A not no, Nate um, the game the game's a turd also Nate also Nate also Nate okay
1: alright that's it alright see everyone bye